Get ready to remove the filter from your timeline. Get ready to break the censorship of social media. Get ready to support the grassroots alternative to establishment propaganda. Get ready for an authentic voice. Get ready to resist cancel culture. Get ready for free speech media. This is FSM. From the heart of trucker America, my boy, Reed Coverdale, host of The Naturalist, Capitalist. As the left becomes less religious, they become more statist. And as the right becomes more religious, they still become more statist. Whenever you add government, you by default remove community. But it actually starts with Bush, right? Like in 2006. That'd be the most satisfying, like, chair shot. And I have no intention of keeping any promise that I make. The radical messaging is almost more pragmatic sometimes. It's bad that the state is as big as it is. Sorry about that. I was muted. Welcome to the fifth installment of the Four Horsemen. Uh, I'm glad we've made it this far without getting uh, banned. But as always on the show, we've got my good friend Eric Jackman. How you doing, Eric? And I'm proud to be an American. At least I know I'm free. We named her Sarah the Eagle after that hot piece of ass, Sarah Palin. Give daddy a kiss. Give daddy a kiss. Reed, I'm fucking good, man. America just celebrated another, celebrated another birthday. We survived another purge. I'm psyched to be here. We're going to let it rip tonight, brother. As always. And as always, we've got my friend Ryan Dawson. Uh, how's it going, Ryan? <laughs> uh, the name is uh, Lee was right. Fuck Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed off and ready to go. Yeah, um, Ryan is unable to stream from his YouTube channel right now because everyone's too cocked to hear him. So he's uh, he's. I'm unable to, to stream on my backup YouTube channel. My YouTube channel's been gone since January. Right. Eighty-one thousand dead. Fifty million views. Gone. We're keeping we're keeping it alive though, Dawson. Mm-hmm. And we've got a special fourth guest for you tonight. If you are in the Liberty Circles, you've no doubt seen him. He's been everywhere. He's been on Tim Pool. He's been on Part of the Problem. And he's our fourth horseman tonight. He is Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Woo! Woo! Ride my horse Woo! in here. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, I'll balance out the emotional arc of this audience by saying that uh, I'm, very, I'm very sad to see that Cubans are in the street protesting and they're waving an American flag, and I'm not even sure that we represent what they're fighting for anymore. And that's devastating. So, yeah, just put a little little cherry on top. <laughs> yeah, they were doing that in Hong Kong for us, too, the American flags. And um, 
I don't know if we could just be the Americans that the foreigners think we are, except for we are the ones that the, you know, that the um, Iraqis think we are, but you know, some other countries. Oh, the mass murderers. <laughs> we yeah. We got that in lockdown. We got that down. But. Well, Hong Kong, like Pepe, right. Wasn't that a big thing over there, Ryan in Hong Kong, they were like all about Pepe. And I, I, I like to think Pepe is a sign of solidarity and struggle. So that's the new revolution right there. I still you think know, Escobar trading... predicted Snowden when he was leaving. He was on the podcast with me and laughing, saying Snowden's on a plane from Hong Kong to Russia right now. Like we knew before the NSA. <laughs> I still think we should be trading Hong Kongers for college graduates in America. I think we would all be all be happier if we could just do that. I'd like Our to coffee. swap Hong Kong. Like, let's just buy it from China. Like, we'll give we'll give you L.A. and San Diego and San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get all of you UC get Portland Berkeley. for free. You can have that anyway. <laughs> so we'll pay uh, you to take it. Amazing, Eric. You started off our last four horsemen with uh, a little story about how you got deplatformed for platforming Ryan, but you've got another story to follow up with that. So, so what happened? Well, there's always a positive that comes and I, and I won't call it a negative, you know? Um, yeah. It wasn't that I was deplatformed. I had a show scheduled, a comedy show with my brother. We we're doing Jackman radio live at a um, venue here in New Hampshire. They found out I had Ryan Dawson on. Woo, Ryan Dawson, the boogeyman. Yeah. Ryan Dawson, who the evil guy? Oh my 20 god! Twenty years of anti-war he's, and 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 chasing down pedophiles. He's literally <laughs> he's he has literally done more to educate the whole planet on the fuckery that's been going on by the predator class. But oh my god, he's so controversial. So whatever, we got through all that shit. We booked the new venue. It's fine. Friday night, the show happens. Um, I booked a, le a legion here in New Hampshire and Jack and radio. We're putting out a special Jack and radio live from the Jaffrey Legion. This guy shows up early, early Ryan and he comes in before the doors are open. And he said, he looks at me and points at me. He's like, Hey, there you are. And I said, Hey, how you doing? You know, I'm Eric. Introduce myself. Um, I said, we don't doors. We don't, we're not open for another hour where people are coming in an hour. And, and he's like, I just drove an hour to get here from Manchester and I found out about you through Ryan Dawson. Right. Wow, I cool. found, yeah, I found out about Jackman radio, your show, uh, what you're doing. I watched the four horsemen. I'm a huge fan <laughs> and, uh, his name's Rocky. He's, he's an Afghan and Iraq war veteran. Um, I think believe served in artillery. So I want to, I want to, you know, hoist one up to him in his honor oh, today. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday to him. And he came out uh, to the show on Friday and um we had a great time it was it was an amazing we had about 40 people show up in person to our show i didn't know how many people were coming it was just you know come in buy a ticket ten dollars at the door the jackman brothers are going to be up there on stage we're going to entertain you it's going to be 90 minutes of entertainment and um you know he showed up he bought me a drink before the show we chatted and he's he's been a big fan of yours ryan for many years so i want to salute him today and um free speech is alive and well you say it's his so, birthday his birthday was yesterday, but he okay. said he's going to tune into the Four Horsemen today. He's a big fan of the Four Horsemen. And I said, during the Four Horsemen, we're having Clint from Liberty Lockdown, who's fucking epic, who's a legend in his own right. And um, we're doing the show, and I wanted to give you a shout. So we salute you today, Rocky, and appreciate you coming out. And, yeah, I, I had to change venues for my show, but you know what? The First Amendment means something, and that was the spirit of our whole live show on Friday. 
that it means something when you have free there, there's literally countries around the world where if you criticize the fucking crown or the powers that be or the president whoever it is you can get locked up you can get your head cut off whatever but we did that on friday night here in new hampshire and it was it was electric guys there was no masks there was no cuck, no cucking it was real it was freedom it was live free or die and we spoke our truth and we talked uh, a, a lot about about the things we talk about here in the four horsemen so well it's so, interesting you say about that, guys. the crown right it's uh you know to learn who rules over you see who you're not allowed to, to criticize you can criticize the presidency you could criticize trump or obama or biden to a degree i mean they'll just deny it call you a russian hacker or whatever but you can't criticize the israelis yep we did though. I knew and that was do. coming. I know. But you get, you <laughs> I had no idea that was going to happen. You got canceled too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I want to give him his shout. And uh, Ryan, he's been a fan of yours for a while. And well, I happy told birthday him. to Rocky. I hope yeah, you put Rocky. down a Jack Daniels. And happy hey, did you hear that? Listen to this. Nothing. <laughs> you know Who why? Who from? Who do we owe that to? From yeah. Clint. <laughs> I got a dragon chair from Clint. I thought I say that every show. Do you? Oh, as a joke. Good. But they were about to, to come to Japan and lynch me, I think, because they were like, this chair is getting on my nerves. <laughs> All through the Atwood interviews. Er, er, you know, like, well. It's true, but I, I had you on my show, and I could hear it squeaking, and I was like, this this has got to change. So I'm I'm glad I could have contributed to uh, the production over there. Uh, Ryan, do you think that you're hated more for being anti-pedo or anti-war? Um, hmm. <laughs> The two things kind of go together because war creates the conditions for selling kids and, and all sorts of black markets, right? Fair point, yeah. So, like, you do have the where they go and literally adopt the person they're going to rape, like Woody Allen, or they hit up orphanages and, and trailer parks and things and runaways. They were more professional with Epstein. They were getting... Um, modeling agencies to grab girls and then taking their passports away they had a golden opportunity with the collapse of the soviet union because there was hyperinflation throughout all eastern europe and a lot of people needed foreign currencies so they'd offer them jobs as nannies or whatever they just lied to them and as soon as they got them they locked them up in a brothel or they treat them as a sex slave however the majority more than all that put together of uh of human trafficking of women mostly who get caught in this situation it's from government from like a lot almost every female of age that's smuggled across the border from north korea to china uh gets raped by chinese predators and then of course sadly people can remember during the between the two gulf wars the sanctions that were starving children to death a lot of iraqis sold their children to foreigners hoping at least they'll survive and you can see six-year-olds doing belly dances and stuff, trying to appease these sick Saudi perverts who are purchasing children. And the sanctions came about because of Gulf War One, when they went and blew up the water sanitation on purpose. They said, well, we what we'll say is, and this is in their own documents, like they know it's a lie. We're going to say, you know, the chlorination of the water could double for mustard gas or whatever. And they blew up the water um completely put that country back in the stone age and then sanctioned them so they couldn't get the initial capital to fix it and they just died and uh, people sold their children so i mean i think war is worse than rape but as far as the censorship goes 
they really doubled down when I started chasing Epstein. And I don't think it's the which one's worse. It's that I'm specifically targeting the billionaire donor class, which is the same people that drag us into these wars in the first place. Yep. And people find out, yeah, guess who's behind human trafficking on scale? Same people and uh, same states, actually, because these are not individuals that are just rich perverts that created a rape ring on their own. These are governments. Uh, the Saudi government, the royals, the Israelis, they create blackmail rings on purpose. Uh, that's how they control people. You can't control very wealthy people through bribes. You you have to be umpteen magnitudes wealthier than somebody to be able to bribe them into. But you can blackmail anybody, mm -hmm. anybody wealthy because they got everything to lose. Absolutely. But my question is, why are so many of these degenerates in to banging kids? Uh, it doesn't matter what how awesome the kid is. <laughs> like, why would you even want to do that? Like, at least I think I think it has at to least do with adultery with someone your age. I don't know. I think it has to do with the disposition necessary to get to the top of the hierarchy at that at that level. Like you get to a point of being like, I have everything. I am all powerful. I'm omnipotent. And then they start to, you know, just go down this really debaucherous, degraded path. I, I don't know. I, it's it, it's an interesting it's question. Both, but usually they get them before they have power. So what happens is they get someone doing whatever who's compromised. And then they put all the money and advertising in to put that person in an elected office. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So Clint, they're grabbing I, judges, they're grabbing hedge fund managers, you know, and these, yeah, a lot of these people are sick perverts already. Like before Epstein or any of that, there were women at working at Bear Stearns where he worked who had been complaining about their boss changing clothes in front of them and just all this crap. And they feel like too powerful to touch. Usually it's people their own age, at least. But uh, you would be amazed how many of these people are into fiddling the kitty. You, I used to think growing up like that was like as rare as necrophilia or cannibalism or something. Like who wants to rape a kid uh, or a baby, right? Who would who would molest a baby? Politicians. Mary Co. So Letourneau, right? That you know Joseph Schmidt's family. They had to rescue a baby had human hair woven around its penis so tight it nearly castrated the child. And then she got pregnant by a 13-year-old student she raped. Statutory rape. And, you know, this is, these are the people, this is the family of the Inspector General looking into uh, George Bush's affairs. And then his brother Neil gets caught with hookers in Thailand. He goes, they just showed up at my door and wanted to have sex. I'm like, okay, you didn't pay them. Someone else paid them for you. Oh, uh, they're all into it. Jeff Gannon was in the White House, right? That's a male prostitute. George Bush's spiritual advisor, Ted Haggard, was caught with crystal meth and a hooker, and he's preaching Christianity. Har, you know, and all the spiritual advisors are the best too, right? Like, uh, those are our favorite. Remember people. Jesse standing next to his pregnant mistress and his wife and giving spiritual advice to Bill Clinton, who was also cheating on his wife, Amazing. and going to Epstein Island, like. We find out now, at least, you know, it was way worse than Lewinsky. This dude couldn't keep it in his pants, like, which I kind of understand if you're married to Hillary, but I don't understand the child fucking. But yeah, none of us do, and we're all against it. So, Clint, what I want to know, I don't know a lot about you, Clint. I want to know your background, how you, where you first started into politics, when that was, you know, what your entry was into 
the liberty movement and uh, you know where you're coming from. I'll I'll be quick because I think uh, you know people probably are familiar with some of my background, but I, I'm second gen libertarian, and my dad ran for Congress in the '90s uh, as a libertarian, and uh, yeah, I basically I, I became an entrepreneur when I turned. I don't know, 30 or so, I stopped working for my family business, started my own uh, mortgage brokerage. And over the preceding seven or eight years, I ended up making enough money that I could essentially consider myself retired. And then the lockdowns hit. Um, and as a fiduciary for my investors, I could no longer in good conscience lend in this environment. Uh, keeping in mind, obviously, I didn't know that the, the feds were going to print $7 trillion uh, to paper over the fucking crater that they were building into the economic system. So uh, I closed my business and started Liberty Lockdown in May of last year. And yeah, 13 months later, and it's all. And you've had quite a response. You had, you've had people just craving for <clears throat> reasoning and, and an answer to why are we where we are now here in July of 2011, 2021, 2011, 2021. Yeah, yeah I think I, I, fu I funneled in the visceral rage that many people were feeling over the lockdowns. Um, and, it, and it was really... You know, I wasn't trying to grab that audience. I, I that's just how I felt, and I think a lot of people were like they were seeking that same emotion, and not a lot of people were delivering it. So um, that's that's how I got to to be here. And then, uh, you know, I I don't even know how it's possible, but I ended up on you know part of the problem and and uh, Timcast IRL and a bunch of big shows. That now I'm on the Naturalist Capitalist, fucking putting all these fools to shame. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, now you're on the Four Horsemen. So, Excuse who are me. your who, who are your early people that were an inspiration to you and someone that said, "Hey, there's there's another way to look at government." Twenty years, twenty years on this, I can't get on Timcast. <laughs> I know. I've made books, films, radio, all that. Yeah. Pretty much explain 9/11 and Epstein. They're not going to get near me though. <laughs> no, no, I, I think you're uh, you're a little too hot to handle, Ryan. <laughs> but that's why I sent you a chair because I appreciate what you do, whether or not they do. Uh, oh, I, I think you're awesome. I'm glad you got on there. I'm like I'm glad Horton got on there too. Yeah, um, no, it's, I, it's I was on part of the problem. I don't know if he knew what he's walking into. But. Well, Ryan, believe it or not, man, you inspire every everybody who gets onto some big platform. They've listened to you, Ryan. Whether they want to admit it or not, yeah. and we're not afraid to admit it because your research is is fearless it's bold it's courageous it's based and it just points to the evidence and the documents but yeah um clint who, who were your early inspirations i mean what who, who were some people that you looked up to coming up as a kid um or, or a young adult like who, who, who are some people who that you stood on the shoulders of yeah i'm kind of a weirdo in that i i really idolized the founding fathers as a kid so there we wasn't all, yeah, yeah there wasn't there wasn't many um modern political figures that I appreciated at all until Ron Paul came into my purview. Um, I knew of him in the early 2000s before he ever, well, not before he ever ran, but I was too young for his 88 runs. So I, I knew a lot about him prior to his 08 and 12 runs. And I think that that was the moment that I felt inspired that our belief system could actually find popular support. And, and up until that point, I felt as if there was absolutely no hope for that. And then obviously after this past year, I lost that hope again because uh, of lockdowns. But my hope is that um, if if Dave uh, Smith decides to run, that he can kind of reinstill that fire into this fucking movement and see if we can actually do something here. Because I'm of the belief, and I'm not a collapsitarian because collapsitarians usually want there to be a collapse. But I am you know, a, a deep economic 
uh, analyst, and I'm very concerned about the trajectory of the country and the economy, uh, both in terms of economics as well as just social framework. And I think that if we don't, if we don't find a way to galvanize liberty-minded people over the next few years, it's going to be hell. Um, so, but NBC said inflation's good. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get your. Uh, <laughs> I want to just get your reaction to that, Clint. You must have seen that uh, headline that the the silver oh, yeah. lining to inflation is higher wages or something. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, I think I think I tweeted out some of the effect of if I have to explain to you why this is bullshit, um, don't ever comment on economic matters moving forward. And then I also said immediately subscribe to my show because uh, yeah. I'm. I mean, it's just it's just it's insane. I mean, it's the type of shit that you read and you can't even believe it. Uh, there was just a tweet today where the New York Times is talking about the revolts in, in Cuba uh, or the protests in Cuba. And they say that the people were ch were chanting freedom and other anti-government sentiment. And I'm like, freedom? <laughs> <laughs> like this is the type of shit like where the, the mask completely slips off on accident. And you're just like, wow. They do understand. They do know what we're saying. Like when we scream for freedom, we are actually screaming that we don't want the government anymore. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, same thing with the inflation stuff. It's like, obviously, if if you're having uh, a serious currency crisis and inflation is rampant, yes, your wages might go up, uh, but they never keep pace with the cost. And your prices of goods. go up too. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse, out that white supremacist, <laughs> right? I tweeted they call out the Capitol riot white supremacist and Charlottesville, all of it. I tweeted out that it's like cutting your sandwiches in half and saying you can uh, solve world hunger. You know, like <laughs> you have twice as much food if you cut your sandwich in half. Sort of same idea. But it's, uh, well, it's the same idea as, as just throwing bricks through windows and increasing GDP. I mean, these people are fucking out of their minds. <laughs> yeah. So while I had both you and Ryan on, um, since you are very deep in the economic world, your savings, but don't worry. Eventually, you can get a higher wage, and all of you are on salaries <laughs> or fixed incomes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The elderly, yeah. you know, everybody. <laughs> like, oh my god! I remember when Ron Paul uh, scolded Bernanke on that. He was, I mean, the Bernanke. We should say. <sighs> There's a whole generation that missed the whole Ron Paul wave. God, I it was miss, so beautiful. I miss it. You know, we got Glenn Jacob. I guess he became mayor in in Knox County, but. There hasn't been a jolt for libertarians since Russell Means passed away. Well, that's what I want to do here. I want to bring, I want to fucking, let's bring that Ron Paul revolution back into liberty. Let's do it. Why are we ashamed of it? Why are we hiding from it? You know, let's because not hide. The, because the people that ran the LP for the past decade hate Ron Paul and all of his acolytes and everything he believed in and everything he espoused. They are fucking scum of the earth and they're out of mm -hmm. the party. Thank fucking God. Good. Go for, they so, can go fuck themselves with a cactus, as Ryan Dawson says. I, never, exactly. I don't know if you've heard of Ryan Dawson, but he tells people he doesn't like to go fuck themselves with a cactus. <laughs> but that's what they can do. Let's yep. bring this back. Let's make fuck this a cactus fucking, and eat a let's, dick. <laughs> let's mainline. Let's mainline this back into liberty messaging. Let's make this part of our platform. If we're going to be different from Republicans and Democrats, let's show them how we're different and offer something that is real, that is legitimate, that is something we can grab onto. I was here in New Hampshire for Ron Paul in 2008 and 2012, and it was fucking electric, guys. Let's do it again. Why can't we do it again? Well, What's I'll tell you what happened, because Ron Paul's had that message since I was like nine years old. So I, I did follow the 88 one because I already was a big fan of Russell Means, who ran against Paul. He only lost to him by one vote. You said he that's was based the, around the Russell Indian Means. the Indian guy that started the Lakota Nation and like said, we're independent and... Uh, he was awesome. 
and you could go listen to his speeches too. He was saying all this also. And Ron Paul was saying all this. And Ron Paul was in Congress saying this. Means said it to Congress, but he wasn't in Congress because he's like, I ain't part of your state. I have sovereignty myself. But um, the message didn't resonate until we had a little window of free speech on YouTube before Google bought it. And we started putting out all these films about the Fed, Bill Stills, Money Masters, and all these films about fractional reserve banking. It had to become in videos because people didn't even know they didn't know. So you can't get them to buy a book about economics or whatever. It's just uh, good luck, right? But we got people reading Rothbard and Hayek and stuff because of Ron Paul. But Ron Paul's message wouldn't resonate or stick until the movie versions came out and grabbed attention. And once people learn like where money comes from and how it works, basic stuff you ought to learn in school, but they don't teach you. Uh, those films, Bill still made that in the 90s. It was like two VHS tapes. I remember seeing that. But when we could digitalize it and put Money Masters out there, it was like crack. I mean, it was give me more. Everyone that saw that passed it to 20 people because it was this sort of this, as Jeremy Bentham said about utilitarianism, the scales fell off my eyes. You know, when you see it, you can't unsee it. And then there is a guy who's already elected in Congress saying these things about the Federal Reserve, saying these things uh, about how booms and busts work. And so, oh, we got someone that listens to this. But the Ron Paul movement would not have happened because he's always had the same message. And it's it was going before he got on the presidential stage for the debates. It was already rolling. He also uh, he had a libertarian backer, a billionaire that gave money. We had our own Soros for once. And that's unfortunately just how stuff works. But well, we can't do that again because if we were going to do films about Corona or whatever or the lockdowns, it would get yanked. Everything's being censored now. Like, yeah, you can have a show and you have, you know, 10,000 fans or less, whatever, because it doesn't really matter. Not really uh, yeah. to them. But once you reach something, certain threshold, they get scared and they'll just, they'll demonetize you. And they will smear you uh, like they did Tulsi, like they did Paul. They called him. They said racist newsletters. <laughs> Tulsi met with Assad and he and he's a dictator. Yeah. Uh, they'll call you if you're white or even if you're if you're white ish, they'll call you a white supremacist. Um, if you're half native, they'll smear half you and they'll get rid of they'll attack you financially and they'll get yeah. rid of all your social media so, platforms. for hate So speech. many people. So many people don't know that, Ryan, that you're like Native American and, and that like fucking freaks yeah but out. even if you i wasn't it, it shouldn't matter right the message no is it nothing. shouldn't talk about it, yeah, more. it, it but yeah it is extra talked about it more than that. right <laughs> so clint yeah. clint do you think so what do you think man what do you think so you want dave smith to be the libertarian nominee obviously so are you cool with him just essentially modernizing the ron the mess the ron paul revolution message and putting it into what you know the platforms that are on social media and what we have to do he you know he does big appearances on rogan on fox on x y and z like what what do you think the strategy sh should be for that clint uh well let me let me say quickly that i think that the reason that those those stories about the federal reserve took off like wildfires because that was the era like you said that it was almost completely uncensored at the time but what's really uh, incredible about that story is that it's a true conspiracy theory that we know for a fact happened. And, and when you get to tell people, you know, I have this, this unbelievable story, something that no one could possibly imagine to be true. And I can prove to you it's true. And it persists to this day. That is a very compelling 
argument to be made. And it's also and it's also the root of basically all of our economic ills and many of our uh, you know, militaristic ills, our societal ills. Like you can, you can basically, as I said on Tim Pool, you can lay almost every problem in our society at the doorstep of the Federal Reserve, and and I think that that's what makes it such a an important message to bring to people because it's true. It's not fucking bullshit. It's not. It's not even like a question as to whether or not it's true. So I, I anyways, yes. So for for Dave Smith's campaign, yes, I think we need to modernize it. The reason I love Dave is because he is. Uh, in the mold of Ron Paul, but he delivers it in a more crass, brazen style, one that will be more appealing to the to the you know the youth that are disaffected. Um, I think that that's the big thing that's different from 08 to now is that people are far more disaffected. They feel, I mean, especially with the Trump supporters, they feel as if democracy is a sham. I think that they should have felt that a long time ago, but they've at least they're starting to feel it now. That's terrific news. Uh, I feel like Dave can capitalize on that. Obviously, I do not believe that he's going to be the next president of the United States, but I think that it's vitally important that we need, we have to. It's not even like we need. We have to get 20 to 30 million people in this country that know in their heart, in their bones, that democracy is a sham and that we're all, we're in this together or we're not in it at all. You know, like it's, we come together and we galvanize amongst liberty minded people somewhere in this fucking godforsaken country or we all die. That's, so that's Reed, my pitch. <laughs> I like that. Reed, how do you think we, we liberty minded people get former supporters of the king to come to liberty, to come to libertarian party, to look at someone like Dave Smith? How do well, we do that? I, I have a lot of former Trump people that follow me and Clint and you and I mean, Ryan follows me a little bit can attest that I am not nice to Trump at all. So I don't pretend that Trump was good, but I don't demonize people who followed Trump. That's so dumb. Like you can right. admit that Trump was horrible, but that the people he was so much fun, him, though. Yeah, he, he was, was so fun. much fun. And you can point out the things you liked about him. You know, Dave like, Smith, Dave Smith's fucking fun, too, though. Yeah. It's but, weird, I mean, though, that the criticisms of Trump are all the silly identitarian nonsense stuff and right. not the actual bad things he did. Cause they don't disagree with all those things. Right. Right. Same thing with them. Obama. They wouldn't go after him for the war and torture and drone strikes and all. It was like, Oh, he's from Kenya and it doesn't have the birth certificate. Just that's, dumb that's stuff. Full, that's full free. retard. It is. But, but, but there is a lot retard of on the Trump stuff too. Like he's a racist, right. xenophobic, bigoted, da, da, da. like, no, he isn't. <laughs> so the strategy read to, to peel them away and bring them towards Liberty. As you were saying, well, I think Ryan's right. Is that a lot of them agree that he, if you pointed out like, Hey, you know, you thought he was this, but this is what he actually did. They're kind of like, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you don't go after the stupid <laughs> bullshit, like he's saying that all the media focuses on, uh, you just say, look, this is what we actually need to do. This is what he said he was going to do. And if he'd actually done it, it would have been great. And most of them hear that and they're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know that. Um, yeah, primaries you know, like, Trump would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have been way he better. He did 10% of the stuff he promised, but there was no, the whole media establishment was against him before he got his foot in the door. Oh, I yeah. won't lie. I was I was screaming for Trump during the primaries. I, I backed Rand Paul he fucking flamed out in Iowa. It didn't happen. And then before Iowa fucking before he got to New Hampshire, he dropped out. So I'm like, Jesus, what am I going to do? And I'm like, just for chaos, I'm rooting for Trump. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck, fuck the rest of those guys in the Republic. Fuck Christie. Fuck Rubio. Fuck Kasich. Um, any of those clowns. Just give Trump, I, give Trump the Republican nomination. Cause I know he's not going to win. I think, you know, I, I think, think the, the pack because if Rand can grill can stick on Fauci, 
and really nail him for this. Stay in the Senate. That yeah, but he could have the presidency easy if he would if he would slam Fauci and prove like you about gain of function research. I don't know if I'm what I'm allowed to say on YouTube or not, but y'all know this, what it is. If, if he could do that thing about that topic, about the thing we're not even allowed to talk about, like that's how stupid it is. Um, the dude, the the world, not just America, like the world gets behind that. Like, these are the people responsible for creating this monster, literally opening Pandora's box. On that issue alone, he could be fucking king of America. I think, I think if Rand Paul won the GOP nomination, I don't think Dave Smith or Justin Amash would run for president anymore. I don't really think. I mean, if he if he actually won the GOP well, nomination. He's, he's the most libertarian Republican in the Senate. I mean, Rand Paul, say what you will about him, man. Fucking uh, with Brennan, the drone, the drones. Oh, yeah. oh, he's good on a lot of. Stuff. I mean, he's done he's done amazing stuff in the Senate. You get to take the good with the bad, and he got the ear of the king. He got to golf with the king. And I know Reed, you and I have talked about this privately. Like, wow, how fucked up is it that like Rand Paul and maybe Tucker Carlson thwarted all out war with Iran? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you remember that Clint, right? When like we fucking. When, that you know what, and my Syria brother and too. I, my brother and I say this, Clint. When when the king drone bombed Soleimani, in the whole forty eight months that he was he was president, that was the most worried I was about anything. That was the most oh, yeah. concerned, the most worried I was. I mean, how did you feel about that when he fucking killed Soleimani? Well, I would I would say that uh, up and. Up until that point in his presidency, that was the biggest concern I had about Trump. Right. But him allowing and endorsing the lockdowns and supporting Fauci and all of his dictates, that was where he completely lost me. But I will say I, I was extremely concerned about World War III starting uh, with the bombing of Suleimani. I, I, I'm very grateful that it didn't go that way. Um, I think that we kind of dodged a bullet there and it easily could have gone hot. Um, but I, I think that's the one thing about Trump that I liked is that he – he always um he always made averted <laughs> what's that i said made you pay attention <laughs> well no 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 i mean yeah he yeah. always made me pay attention but no excuse he always me. excuse me excuse me <laughs> he, he always seemed to avert the the all out wars like he would talk and he would bluster he he was yeah. open to to uh you know uh, whatever they're called targeted strikes which is basically just you know flowery words for bombing people uh, but he was yeah assassinations he seemed interested in not having all-out wars and he seemed interested in ending some wars. so for that reason i liked him but i wanted to say real quick the reason that um i think that dave has a real shot is that there's a cult of personality behind trump that is really like if if trump were to implement if he were to run again and he were to implement ending the federal reserve ending all the wars like if he were to just become ron paul but in the donald trump package the maga folks would get on board oh, like yeah. 100 oh. i believe so so dave has the capacity to do that because he actually believes those things trump doesn't actually believe any of those things but if he could fucking if he sees dave doing it maybe he'll implement it i don't know um so i'm just i'm just thinking that we can we can try and course correct this thing because i i really believe if we don't end the federal reserve we are going to have a marxist revolution in this country like it's coming the fucking clock is ticking it's been ticking for a long time and it's kind of happened on the west so coast already True. Yeah. Right. So you know, they want the California model for the rest I, of the country. I live in I California, Dave brother. Smith That's why I'm so that nervous. Getting the message out is more important than winning a particular seat or not. Yes. Right. Yes. Changing people's philosophy or getting them to have a philosophy or at least change their ideology through information is more important. Is it because we need to get rid of all these people? 
there's a hand, maybe 10 people in Congress and, you know, in the whole house and Senate combined that are keepers and everyone else is not even, not even close. I mean, they're just bottom feeding careerists that yeah. just. So let me, let me ask Clint first, then Ryan, cause I, I want you guys to tell me. So I have, you know, I'm, I have a lot of liberal views, progressive views. And when I say fuck the federal reserve, I want to get rid of it. They say what replaces it. So Clint, happens. tell me what happens if right if we get rid of the Federal Reserve. Clint, tell me what happens if we get rid of the Federal Reserve. What we do, and then after him, uh, Ryan, tell me your take. So Clint, other, what, what happens than, if we get rid of the Federal Reserve? Other than having an erection that won't quit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is for this is for normies and like fucking people who don't sure. know what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. There, there are a tremendous amount of alternative currencies that we could be utilizing. Um, you could have a cryptocurrency that's backed by precious metals. You could just have a shift into Bitcoin if that's the uh, the winner of the cryptocurrency race. Um, you could obviously go back to some sort of utilization of gold and silver, or you can just have fiat currency that is backed by and exchangeable for precious metals or even cryptocurrency. I mean, you could come up with a, a ton of different things. The The reason I don't spend a ton of time focusing on what comes next is simply because there is no populist support for this. There is no there is no major uh, political figure that is galvanizing the people that, that identify this problem and motivating the plebs that don't understand why they're being robbed blind for the past hundred plus years. Thank you. Like, you need you need to have a populist movement that that demands this because without it, it'll never it'll never come to pass. Uh, but yes, uh, there would be. And uh, let me also say for people that that are concerned about an economic collapse, if we were in the, in the Federal Reserve, I think you're correct. But I'm telling you, it's going to be way worse if we don't uh, bring it about by our own volition. You know, we have to we have to direct it because if we don't, it's just going to be a bubble that gets to the point of, you know, implode, imploding the entire global economic system. So I'm going to cut in here quickly. I wanted to ask you, Ryan, I saw your appearance on uh, Josh Smith's show the other night, Break the Cycle, and you were talking about the petrodollar and how most of the fascination with that is bullshit and that it yep. mostly has to do with Israel and uh, Saudi Arabia. So would you just flush that out a By little bit? By the way, Trad Wife made me a sandwich. She's getting a drink. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what you want to get a good woman like that. Can I answer Eric's first and then sure, yeah, read? like so as far as ending the Fed replaces it, I always say happiness. But for normies, well, look, you follow the Constitution. There's absolutely no reason to have some middleman that you borrow the money from and pay it interest when you could just have the Treasury make money interest free. But you also want to have competing currencies like you don't have to pick gold, silver, digital, whatever. You just let them all. They're all just you have competing currencies. That's fine. And you don't have to pay interest. Like if you're going to issue new money other than coins, which are from the Met, into the money supply at interest, then you're always going to owe more than what is made. So it's a game of musical chairs. You're never going to be able to fix that. Uh, and you're going to have limits if you get rid of the interest, at least, which we saw in, you know, no one likes this example, but in the German miracle, one of the reasons they were able to pull things around despite all the other bad decisions they made is they got rid of usury. They stopped, uh, you know, creating money at interest. It's that simple. It's what we used to have. We used to pay off the national debt. That's something presidents used to do. Uh, and now it's impossible because it, we, we're spending trillions. It actually, I mean, if we ended our imperial escapades, that's about a trillion and a half a year. Just by like not blowing up brown people, that, that would be part of it. Uh, but there's a lot of things 
a lot of things we could cut without having to have too much austerity because the amount of government waste is mind-blowing yeah there's a lot of departments you could just get rid of we don't need a department of education and anyone that thinks well uh, we would not have school if we don't have the department of ed like, i was born before the department of ed was created right. my parents were educated in school before the department of ed was created the department of education has nothing to do with education all the department of education is doing is borrowing money from the government at a lower interest than it loans it out at and makes money in the spread and that's why you have because of guaranteed student loans this massive student debt that's probably over a trillion dollars could save that just get rid of the department of ed it's insane and they don't categorize it as a corporation but it's like google and apple and the department of ed they're like the third largest corporation in america and all they do is borrow money at a very low rate and then loan it to universities who then loan it to students and like every time there's a middleman the interest increase well it's a, it's an it's arbitrage guaranteed yeah there's no it's, competition it's, it's an arbitrage ponzi scheme you have the federal reserve as the the progenitor and then you have the the uh, the Fed banks that also make a spread because they lend out money to the other banks, and then the banks lend it out to other uh, borrowers that then end up lending it out to the consumer. So it's like every, but at the at its at its beginning, it's just yeah, they did, printed they, from whole cloth. You know, it's like it's separated commercial so, banks and lending institutions. So there's no moral hazard, and they'll say, so, okay, well, uh, we're gonna loan out uh, a bunch of mortgages, let's say. And then we're going to sell those securities to a third party. So if you don't pay back the loan, we don't care. We're not responsible for it anymore. So they have no interest in uh, giving responsible loans because if there's no consequences for bad loans, they're going to make as many loans as they can. And they had the rating agencies lie to the parties that bought up the securities and the CDOs. They didn't get normal insurance. They, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to have credit default swaps. So we have multiple parties getting insurance on the same property, which is insane. Um, I wrote all about that. I made a book about this called the separation of business and state. Like just there's an audio book so I can yeah. read it to you in your car or whatever and get, and I give examples that are imagine not. Imagine having Ryan's voice in your car in the morning. The first thing you wake up, you get, you can get <laughs> it. You can download the audio book from my site and, uh, you get your yeah, Duncan's coffee. I explained, but not just Duncan. I explain like, how the government messed up everything from the MIC to the so, mail. I want, like, I want Eric. I want holy. Eric as Jesse Ventura to read Ryan's book. That's how oh, I want be this. Great. To well, first of all, Clint. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's one of my favorite actors. I look at him. I see the flag. He's American. I like him. I like what he's saying. I like what he believes. I believe in what he believes. Bring a chair to the communists. Let's do it. <laughs> Ryan's always talked about getting rid of the Federal Reserve and the creature from Jekyll Island. Let's sink that island. Let's sink it. Sink Jekyll Island in the Federal Reserve. You know, they it's got so that wrong, by the way. Well, like the Aldrich Bill and Jekyll Island story is like 50% of the story. Because and this is the, the the bad part about having all these videos. Like, yeah, it got people learning about the Fed, fractional reserve banking, and so on, but if the film is incorrect or not complete, then people run around with half the story before Jekyll Island and Aldrich and all that. That's not who, where they created the fed. That's where they had a meeting, but they didn't write that up. That was written for them by the boys at the Riggs bank. It was in the can Ryan, wasn't it? Riggs bank, the traditional CIA money laundering uh, institution, which was also used again on nine 11. 
and the individuals there i mean i got their names and they're not if i they'll call me anti-semitic if i name all the people but you know it is what it is that's who wrote up the fed and then that got passed off to jekyll island and then that got passed off and what everybody knows the story from there for thanks to people like uh griffin and, and others that wrote about it or made movies about it but Riggs is where it's at and these bankers Bushes are the, are the, the tradition is the same Henry Clay Hamiltonian Lincolnite assholes that were trying to create central banks in the beginning of the United States. It's literally their offspring. Only uh, only Ryan Dawson could, could take the greatest conspiracy theory ever told and then make it better. Yeah, right. <sighs> just well, it's just what happened. Like, I'm no, not, I know, I know. It's just awesome. It's like, you this know, is, it's, uh, uh, this is you know Andrew Jackson and Jefferson both went against the central bank. This is a fight we've had for a long time. And they won. Jefferson got rid of it. Jackson got rid of it. But there was always a pushback. And when once Lincoln, Lincoln created the income tax, Federal Reserve didn't create the income tax. Abraham Lincoln created the income tax. You can look it up. He not only did a 45% ta tariff on exports, but he created the first income tax in the United States. Jefferson got rid of all inland taxes. That right there, like, yes, he wrote the Bill of Rights with Madison, and he wrote the preamble of the Constitution and much of the Constitution. And he he wrote a version of the Virginia State Constitution, which had abolished slavery, but he did, couldn't get it passed. He did end the transatlantic slave trade, and he did end slavery expanding to the Northwest Territories. They go, no, but he had slaves himself. Yes, he did. He inherited his slaves. His father died when he was 11. His uncle uh, had lost three wives to childbirth and three children, and then had children with uh, a slave. And, and Jefferson was buying her extended family so that they wouldn't get separated. He didn't even live with them. He lived in Williamsburg. They were in Monticello and Charlottesville. And he, where are they supposed to go? At that time, slavery is everywhere. So you release them and they what? Get captured? They step off your property by your neighbor? Like he wanted to phase it out. And people that criticize the founders for like, oh, so-and-so had slaves and so-and-so, they probably all didn't like homosexuals either or Indians or whatever. You cannot take today's morality and and voice that on people that lived in the 1700s and think oh i'm better than this great man because you know i i'm good on these moral issues i'll tell you i'll tell you looking around over the past year there is almost no one that that measures up to what the founders were despite all of their moral they failings. saw so far into the future like oh it's incredible. yeah they had some failings but like compared to what everyone else around them was it was just the way it was you know, Thomas like, Jefferson or Joe Biden, who's better? <laughs> Jefferson, dead Jefferson is better than Joe Biden. I mean, like, yeah, yeah Joe so Biden, Ryan, Jesus Christ. Is Joe Biden alive, though? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, you know, what's that movie, Weekend at Bernie's? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They have a dead dude. They just drink it. That's what he seems like. Pelosi and, and Cackle Kamala are just like, you know, <laughs> bringing his corpse around. So, so Ryan, to get back to what I was asking you, there uh, in the libertarian circles, there's a lot of talk about the petrodollar and oh, how. Oh yeah, we, I know. So, just I want to hear your opinion more flushed out than what you said on Josh's show the other night. I mean, I've made like 20 videos on this umpteen times, and there's never, there's never a reply. It's just the new kook comes who hasn't heard the story, and I have to say it all over again. Uh, this this petrodollar is so eurocentric, first of all, because we don't say petro, we say gasoline, right? That is coming from them trying to pretend like they're still important and they're just not. We get pissed at China for buying dollar reserves because of it, how it affects us. And we don't want that. 
we didn't the reason there's a petrodollar, the reason that people agreed to do billion dollar transactions on the dollar uh, rather than having, you know, 50 zillion different currencies for it was for convenience. After World War II, there was hyperinflation all over Europe had been destroyed. Like you're not going to base it on the ruble. Right. The old joke is, what should I just wipe my ass as rubles or buy toilet paper? You're not going to use the franc. You're not going to use the pound. You're not going to because all of those, whatever it was, but by the time you purchase it, by the time your oil ship, it's depreciated because they're all in my hyperinflation. They pegged it to the dollar because it was the most stable currency. So they buy dollar reserves, but that's an exchange. Like if they buy your dollars, buy it with what? With whatever their currency is that you have to accept. And where are you going to spend that? You either have to convert it back or you have like if if Japan, by the way, here's a good example. Japan and India got off the petrodollar back in 2006. No one noticed. Japan was the second largest market in the world at the time. Still third. Didn't matter because it's just an exchange. It's much to do about nothing. And no one spends any time trying to falsify the story like, oh, it hasn't increased dollar demand. And they're like, they're not. It's not a one way thing. It's an exchange. If I if you buy dollars with yen. Then what's the person with the yen do? Where are they going to spend the yen? Japan's the only place you can spend yen. Mm -hmm. If you if you're going to buy it in Korean dollars, the yuan, where are you going to spend your yuan? South Korea or what? Are you going to have? It's so silly. It's like yeah, there is um, there's a demand for dollars to buy oil, but if you what's the alternative? It Europeans don't want it. Like you want to base it on the euro? Hell no. You don't benefit from this relationship at all, right? Like it just. It's it's common sense that you're going to peg it to something that has the least amount of manipulation or inflation. It's very hard to move the dollar because it's pegged to the largest market on Earth is the United States. By far, nothing's even close. Like China's number two, and it's so distant in our shadow, you can't even see it, right? You The hell if you could, you're not going to peg it to Bitcoin or something like that. It's like one rich guy could manipulate that by himself. Like Elon Musk could cut that in half alone. Right. It's very hard to move the dollar around because there's trillions and trillions. There's so and the dollar is not backed by nothing. It's backed by labor. It costs X amount of time to earn a dollar. That's why it has value. And they're like, oh, it's backed by nothing. I'm like, God damn it, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, you've never had a real class in economics. You probably didn't go to college. You don't know what the fuck you're saying. You saw some YouTube videos and you're out there calling it on the mountain. Shut up. Right. And as far as like, oh, we went to war for the petrodollar. I'm like, wow, really? Is, it, is this for the euro? Because it was competing with the euro. We attacked Iraq before the euro existed and the EU. So that wasn't the reason. And we already had the oil for food program and our exports went down, not up after the war was over the second war. And China, which was importing zero, zero from Iraq, oil and gas is now their largest importer. Now, is that in American interest or against American interest? Against. Of course, that's against, against. It's against it. But horrible. guess who got three fourths of their oil from Kurdistan and Iraq after the Iraq War II? Yeah, guess who gets seventy-seven percent of their oil drum from roll, Iraq? Drum roll! Drum roll! Yeah, those them, the one you can't say. <laughs> yeah. So them. I, I want to go. You know around. what happened? Oh, this ties back to what we were saying earlier. The Kurds who were selling Iraq's oil to Israel got pushed out. The Peshmerga got murked because Trump said, I'm not going to defend you. And the Iraq was like, oh, 36 hours later, the Kurds were gone and fleeing to Syria. And you know who led that attack? Soleimani. So Soleimani is responsible for cutting right. three-fourths of Israel's oil. 
So they had him assassinated. And that's why James Woolsey and John Bolton created a working group pushing Trump to assassinate Soleimani, which he refused to do. And then he made it conditional if they kill an American. Well, then an American translator who had been American all of seven days was hit with a mortar round by somebody and they blamed it on Soleimani and Trump assassinated. In, in Iran, the real motive for that was not in Soleimani was fighting Al Qaeda. Soleimani was fighting the, the Kurdish annexation of northern Iraq, which was selling their oil to Israel. Yeah, we went to war for Israel for oil, Israel's oil, not our oil. That was in Israeli interest. The Office of Special Plans, every single pre-war lie to go into Iraq came from this cabal of neocons. They're all Zionists, all of them. And all the, the lies about WMDs specifically, right? Anthrax, mobile weapons labs from Miller, chemical weapons under the palace from William Sapphire, who got a Guardian of Zion Award, right? Douglas Fife creates an office within an office in the Pentagon. That's where you get Niger forgeries from Michael Ledeen. Then you got Richard Pearl and Worms are writing for a foreign head of state about how we need to go to war in Iraq and then Syria, which both of which have been done. Richard Pearl was caught in the 70s spying for Israel. He's still in the DOD for some reason. He's the defense policy chairman. He hires a bunch of other Zionists. That's why we went to war in Iraq. Israel, not oil. But the left is like, yeah, oil, corporations, man, because it fits their worldview. And it's, yeah, not our oil, though. We lost trillions of dollars, thousands, tens of thousands, because you got to include the veteran suicides, which are still happening every day. PTSD, torn limbs, blind people, dead, coming back in coffins to invade a country that did nothing to the United States, wasn't a threat to the United States, didn't have any fucking weapons of mass destruction. They lied. And they're not even held responsible for it. They're blaming... British Petroleum and Exxon or whatever. Yeah. And I just I'm well, so sick of it. Who the petrodollar? Like, shut the fuck wait, wait, up. So you're telling me you're telling me that the left identified the problem, but they didn't get the cure correct? I can't believe this. No, they this couldn't even identify the problem. Like they weren't even against the war. They just wanted it to be multilateral instead of unilateral. Dave Smith <laughs> and, knows part of the problem. He knows you know, part, you know part they, of the they're problem. like, okay, oil interests were a problem back in the 50s when you had Operation Ajax and all that was definitely what that was. But that you can't just say you can't just say corporation every time. Like a lot of the times that would actually be correct. Like in Libya, they're sort of right about oil in the sense that Gaddafi once the Egypt had its revolution, they were able to send oil directly to Asia. And Europe, it's Europe that attacked Libya, not the United States. Remember, the U.S. led from behind. So I, I want to ask you guys, go, starting with Reed and then Clinton You think and Europe Ryan, attacked Libya because of the petrodollar? When, um, when, <laughs> like, that makes sense. Stupid. All right. When, when, you, <laughs> when you guys started on your journey of liberty and questioning the whole paradigm of everything, what was your family's response? You know, how did you deal with it? Your friends and all of that. You know, what, what was said to you? I'll answer that, but I, I do want to hear Clint's reaction to everything uh, Ryan just said. I don't know if you agree or disagree. I just want to hear what you think about the petrodollar. And like sure. I, I, mean, I mean, I agree with a, a huge swath of what he said, especially about um, the wars and how people attribute the petrodollar as being the reason for all of them. I think that's a, a, a vast overstatement. Um, I don't agree, actually, that, that the dollar uh, is based or it has value based off of labor. Um, if that were the case, whatever you get paid in, that's where that's what that would be the underlying value for all currency. 
is just your labor. And I don't, I don't believe that's correct. I think that ultimately it's, it's, its value comes from what it's able to be exchanged for, and it's not always exchanged for labor. So you have to be able to exchange it for other things. The dollar is the most readily exchangeable currency on the planet right now, and that's that's the primary reason that it is uh, the you know the reserve currency of the planet. But I don't I don't think that it should be it should be able to maintain that that cat seed or that um, you know that that top of the food chain status given the profligate spending and the deficits that we're running and the complete you know malfeasance with which the federal government and the federal reserve are now operating and i and for the life of me i can't understand why foreign countries aren't um running away i mean and i know some are but they're usually our, our enemies it's like our, our perceived enemies in china and russia and these other countries that are starting to get away from utilizing the dollar uh, it seems to me that it would be very wise for more and more countries and i think that we're going to see that that trend continue where you start to see places like El Salvador that, that switch to cryptocurrency simply because they they cannot rely on the purchasing pow, uh, power of the dollar any longer because we are destroying it actively. Um, and it's because we don't want to deal with the underlying issues that have destroyed our economic model, which are, as usual, um, socialistic policies. So anyways, Reed, go for it. Sorry, but we haven't had the dollar drop 40% in two days like cryptocurrency has taken a nosedive. Sure. 40% just like that. That's Have not you had the dollar happen. go up 40% in, a, in a, a month like we saw with cryptocurrency, though? No, it's not that volatile. That's the point. Right. And that's just online gambling versus a stable currency. Of course, the currency has value based on like what you can purchase with it. But what you can purchase with it depends on the money supply and how hard it is to get a dollar. Right, which is based on labor is the other side of the equation. And that's the side they always ignore. And they just yeah. act like they just come from nowhere and you buy stuff with them. Like, no, you have to work for them or you're supposed to. It's when you don't have to work for them that the value goes down. Like if you're just giving it out, if they just print a bunch of money and pay government employees or whatever, uh, then it gets devalued because you, you increase the money supply without increasing the labor. Then you have inflation. I don't I don't disagree there. Yeah, I but I mean, I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't say that and I should have said that at the beginning. Oh, I yeah, no, no problem. knew that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, man. Ryan, what do you think about Bitcoin anyway? I haven't really heard your opinion. It's on Online that. gambling. Not not a believer, not a Bitcoin maximalist. <laughs> no, I mean, use it. You can if you get in and out at the right time, you can make money. That's what gambling is. I'm honestly, I'm surprised it's based that on you're hype. I'm surprised that you're not a Bitcoin whale, given that you've been deplatformed and demonetized. I'm not even out on the exchanges. I got banned. I got banned from Coinbase in 2012. Fuck, really? Why don't you get a Bitcoin? I can do what with it? Look at it. I can't exchange it. Oh my god! Ryan's banned. Porn has more value than Bitcoin. I'm like that's as useful to me as a Super Mario coin because until you can press the V's, follow me. Unless you can exchange that for money that you can buy stuff with, like you just said, money is worth something because you can purchase things with it. Well, I can't buy shit with a Bitcoin. Don't give me this crap well, well, on overstock.com or with this one place. You can't buy. I can't pay my rent with that. I can't buy a sandwich with that. I can't do anything with it. The only reason it's worth anything, the only reason anybody buys Bitcoin that's not doing something illegal is because they hope they can sell it for more than what they bought it for. Don't lie. They treat it like a stock. They even give that analogy like, well, I'm going to buy it at this price and sell it at a higher price. Then I get real money from selling it and I use that to buy all my shit. Right. Well, I'm not allowed to sell them. So they're useless to me. I think other people should definitely get in 
definitely get in because like yeah it took a big dive but it'll go back up again just make sure you sell it before the dive you're a lot better investing or not bitcoin but some cryptocurrency than you are putting it in the bank at 0.01 percent interest i mean that's basically zero but if you got a lot of money i would avoid that and just buy real estate that's got intrinsic value. That's where your money or government bonds if you have no soul. Well, see, um, I, I go complete, <laughs> completely opposite on that because I think that that real estate is is probably the most uh, Fed-directed asset because of the interest rate manipulation. So I, I don't think that there's any really safe space or safe oh, I place. I wouldn't buy it in store. the U.S. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I'm talking about here. So, okay. <laughs> so can we go around? I, I want to go around and hear everybody's evolution to being normie to based and why why the evolution happened and how your family responded starting with you read well i became libertarian because of work because i had to deal with police all the time uh being a trucker and doing line work and then all the dumb safety regulations and all the environmental regulations i noticed the environmental regulations actually hurt the environment more than they saved it and then the safety regulations took your mind off the job because you were just making sure you're complying with everything. You don't even think about being smart. You just think, did I hit the checklist? Did I do everything I'm supposed to do if the safety guy goes, shows up and checks? Uh, so that was my original, um, you know, that was originally what pushed me in that direction. And then I started traveling. I went around all 50 states in the country, met different people, worked with immigrants, uh, just kind of had my mind opened up. And I, I was like a cucked neocon Republican. I was horrible, but uh, I, it was in like 2014, 2015 that I uh, kind of changed the libertarian Rand Paul uh, filibustering John Brennan's nomination was the first political person I started paying attention to. And I don't know, my family was fine with it. They didn't really care. Um, you know, my my mom and dad were anti they, they were pro-life Republicans. So they always voted the abortion ticket, but they were also anti-war. So they voted for George Bush the first time. And then the second time they still voted for him, but they hated him because they were just single issue voters. They're, they've evolved on that. They wouldn't have voted for him now. They're, they're anti, you know, they, they've realized the bigger picture there. So I don't know. It wasn't that much of a shock to them, I don't think. Clint, you've been a libertarian all the time. So yeah, I was based since birth, brother. Um, no, I uh, honestly, I think I, I kind of got off the path after 9 11, um, just briefly, because I, I was so, I mean, it was just shocking. You know, I was like 18 years old and and I was like, well, this is we've been attacked by a foreign power and we have to we have like that is that is one of the rare times that I believe that you have a right to defend yourself and you have to, you know, get payback. So um, in that moment when I was being lied to and then I was buying the lies um, that that was when I was probably my most statist when I was like, OK, well, someone needs to get a bloody nose for this because. We don't lose like this. Um, but then I, as I realized, uh, you know, as the years went on and I started to do more research and I realized how deeply I had been lied to, I kind of went from your standard average, I don't know if I'd say blue-pilled libertarian, but, you know, kind of that to extremely red-pilled anarcho-capitalist is kind of, that was the evolution for me. And, and as far as my family goes, honestly, I don't think many people knew what a radical I was until I started my show. Um, so right. you know, people, well, I mean, pe people have definitely, uh, shocked now. Yeah. When you guys go to like Christmas party, we go to parties, Christmas parties, get togethers. It's like, Oh, there, there are those guys. They want to talk to you about it. They want to ask you about it. They're a little afraid, but they're also kind of intrigued because they're so bored. 
of the bullshit that they just swallow 24 seven from mockingbird media. Yep. And, and I have a lot of people in my family, you know, I have a twin brother. So everyone's like, Oh, the Jackman brothers, you know, you guys think everything the same all the time. You yeah. believe everything all the time. You're the same Which person. Are you? It's, yeah. <laughs> Dawson, you know, yeah. Dude, people forget. Yeah, I got a twin also. Brian Dawson's a fucking twin. Yeah, who, for, for those who don't know, every time Eric's uh, screen goes black, it's just Mike replacing him. And then they, <laughs> you know, they're just switching each other out when they get, you know, exactly. That'd be an awesome bit. Or is but, it Mike the whole time? Infowars.com. Infowars.com. But it's it's 1776. You know, <laughs> if you try to take our firearms, 1776 will come out for But it's like. <laughs> It's fucked, dude. You have your family who they, they don't know anything. Like you have your your normie members of your family, and you don't hold it against them, you don't judge them. But like they they're watching your social media. They know what you're doing. You know you, your mom or your dad, whoever is around, filling filling them in on what you're doing throughout the year. They know you're doing some base shit, and they know you're. They don't even know what base means, but they know no. you're base. And you show up, and it's like a um, interrogation. And you don't. And Ryan, you you say this a lot, Ryan. You don't want to red pill him too much. Don't don't Not red too fast. Pill. Yeah. No, don't don't red pill him too fast. And you don't want to, but you're just like you pay so much attention to fucking meaningless bullshit. You you give your consciousness and your attention to so much mean, meaningless bullshit. Where if you just took a fraction. Of, of how much you were obsessed over the jock strap that Tom Brady was wearing when he won the toilet bowl and put it but, towards oh my God, that NASCAR guy found a string in his, uh, that's right. Garage. That's right. It's a, it's put, a it, noose, put it, you know? put it towards understanding why wars are created, who benefits yeah. from them, why our incarceration rates are what they are, who benefits from incarceration, who, what the IRS, I mean, anything, any, they don't think about it at all, but like, that's the civil war thing too. You know, the, the freemen in the North just went in prison. That's another thing they did. <clears throat> but whatever, whatever it is, it, it, you know, I'm just, you guys, you guys have elevated consciousness. So you have to, you have to navigate family reunions and holiday parties and, and and i've done it for years we have to and, elevate i mean we have to navigate the liberty movement like we're getting canceled every other it's clinton well, fuck and, it. that's why i'm saying motherfucking yeah. ron paul that's why well, i'm eric jackman's Ryan ron paul. removed enough and canceled by everyone enough that it doesn't even phase him anymore clinton and i are at the beginning stage well, so we're still look, like i had my us. platform was like three times bigger than dave smith's is now back when last time i got canceled and i did it all by myself yeah i didn't have a circle i didn't have what the hell press tv is going nuts here something must have happened you know i was in their their the war room when Soleimani was killed talking for well, the hours. four horsemen are broadcasting that's what's happening yeah, I right like, I, hey i cut them off for four horsemen but, so my <laughs> point is so friday night at my comedy show 40 people came out here in new hampshire uncocked unmasked free human beings live free or die granite Unmasked. state my mom was there and my mom my mom was like part of the show and she she had a good time. She supports what my brother and I do. And um, your uncles really are nice. based too. You had some based uncles, Ryan. My uncles are so, my my. So yesterday was my father would have been sixty six yesterday. He died in um, January twenty seventeen from uh, brain cancer. The same brain cancer that killed John McCain and Bo Biden and Ted Kennedy. And my 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 dad was so fucking based. He was born in Canada. That guy was a cowboy man. He he was a salesman. 
he 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 just he he sank or swim on his own merits, and and I got that from my dad and all my. He has five brothers who are all still alive. They knew they watched your show, Ryan. They're based. They were never afraid to like you know tell my brother and I when we were little kids what was going on and and, and challenge us to ask questions. And 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 that that has a lot to do uh, you know with why. I am where I am right now. And um, don't be afraid. And I said this to someone Friday night. The people who were like questioning you and challenging you and saying, don't say that. Dude, the second you just fucking give them a quick elbow, you tell them to go fuck themselves. Off the third rope. They back down. They back oh, down no. so quick, guys. Because if you have the facts on your side and you have the the historical evidence and, and everything they you ever make the people party. shake yeah like oh, oh you're talking yeah. about oh, Christmas yeah. parties and stuff oh yeah or whatever oh, yeah. I just sit down at a table and I start yeah. going through 911 and answering questions they, and I'm just like going like that by the time they leave the room they, they I messed up my brain that's why you don't read people red pill too fast well, the Dawson family reunion must be nuts I would like oh. to <laughs> it's sometime. pretty wild <laughs> I have some based uncles too unfortunately one of them's in the hospital right now that uh the same guy that took McAfee's keys and threw them in the Pamlico Sound because he was trying to drive drunk. And my uncle just grabbed his keys and threw them in the water. It's like, buy your way out of that. Yeah, whatever that uh, whatever that story is, you know it's based. So, Clint, you know, bottom line is like, what do your family think about your fucking success, yeah. your, your exposure, like what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're obviously all very, very happy and proud of what I'm doing. Uh, surprisingly more proud than I would have thought given the the topics that I cover, uh, I'll, I'll say this: so some of the things that make me most optimistic. I have a lot of, uh, you know, conservative MAGA type relatives, and when I talk to them, we find we like when I'm going on a rant, they're nodding. You know, they they are vibing with what I'm putting out there. So I think that the, these people get it in a way that very few people give them credit for. Like they may not have all the answers because they they are largely still just like. A vessel for information like and i know that kind of sounds like i'm demeaning them i don't i don't intend to this is how the majority of people are on the planet they just take information that gets thrown at them and then they kind of project right. it forward um yep. and and i think that's what makes libertarians so special is because most of us and again not all unfortunately are are deep critical thinkers that are, are really trying to get to the truth and i think that more people as they realize they're being lied to in mass are starting to have that same thought process of like, okay, well, I haven't been thinking for myself and I've been being lied to. Maybe it's on me to start thinking for myself. So when I when I have family family reunions, I get talk I like I get talked to more than anybody because they all know I have the answers. You know, they they come to me and they're like, here's all of our problems. What what do we do, Clint? And I try and I try and you know I try and give them the full bottle of Red Pulls. I'm not fucking pussyfooting around. I'm just like, take them all, <laughs> have a seizure. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, let's, you're not, let's get to the bottom. Clint, you're not, Clint, you're not afraid to be based. No. Yeah, the, the, Liberty, the Liberty community has their cliques, and you've got to fit in with their cliques. And it's not just the loser brigade. It's other areas, too. Like, if you talk to someone they don't like, you know, all my fucking friends hate each other. There are people that I'm friends with that hate Ryan Dawson, and I don't give a fuck. There are people who hate Pete Quinones. There are people who hate everybody that I know. I don't give a fuck, and I'm not going to cater to you. Yeah, you know, 
How? <laughs> First of like, all, Pete, Pete's based. He's Pete, based. Mm -hmm. Mega based. But you're, Reed, you're right. You don't, don't cater to that bullshit. That's no. petty. That divide and conquer fucking horseshit. We want to end the Federal Reserve. We want to end the IRS. We want to end the war state. We want to legalize drugs. We want to maximize freedom. If you don't want to do that, go fuck yourself. You're not fucking with me. <laughs> right? Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I've had I've had conversations where people come at me really aggressively and and like a minute and a half in they are they're in full retreat and th the conversation's basically over because they realize all they have are talking points and right. I'm like I am not coming with talking points I am mm -hmm. I have actually thought out what I'm gonna say he, to you and you're in he trouble. He actually right understands now. this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like good luck, <laughs> good luck beating me on any topic when it comes to this shit. Like it's it's gonna be a challenge, and that's what I I love it because it's it's like what I'm passionate about. It's what I do now, kind of semi professionally. Um, so I'm just I'm very grateful. And and to Reed's point about the clicks and stuff, like I love everybody in this movement, and and I don't give a fuck if you're upset with me because of guests I've had. I, I honestly don't care. I love the passion regardless. Um, I would I would encourage you to, when you start to get into conversations about deplatforming or platforming people and, you know, do you want to be this cancel culture that we've been fighting against? Right. Like, do you, like genuinely ask yourself mm -hmm. that because if you're okay right. with that, then proceed. I don't care. But if you, if you actually hate cancel culture as much as I thought we all did, what are we doing here? Why can't we have a conversation with someone that has a terrible idea? You're like going to be uncomfortable. Yes. Get used to being uncomfortable, you fucking cunt. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what I want to say to a terrible people. idea that you don't speak fucking to, you don't cunt. listen to, and you don't read. Oh, my God. You yeah. were made uncomfortable by somebody on my YouTube show? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me get the tissues for you, you fucking cunt. You know? Well, here's what fuck, happened. 99% of the time, they run, right? They just yeah. they talk shit and put the fingers in the ear. But anytime yeah. I can corner somebody, I'm like, why don't you Skype me? Let's have a debate. Yeah. If you want to, so like, there's this leftist who is also on Tim Pool. He, he goes by the Moinker Destiny. His name is Steve. We had a debate, and that had to be really embarrassing for him because I just trounced him on everything. And he didn't know shit about shit. He's like, sources, I gave him the sources. I explained the Syrian war, all this stuff. And like, this is the left is totally unaware of how ignorant they are. On, and, and the right like you can't be you can't have those positions without being ignorant and or stupid you just can't you know like if you're supporting the syrian war and al-qaeda you're either immoral and don't care about people chopping heads off and all that or you're you didn't you don't know what's going on and you think assad is the evil boogeyman that because you know cnn told you so or whatever Watch that debate with Destiny and myself. It's still on his channel. I love the top comment because I think Destiny won the debate because he got a two-hour free education. <laughs> hey, Ryan, I did. You know, and the, you know, these people that call, like, I get called a racist, a Holocaust denier, like, all this crap. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, come talk to me. Yeah. I've never said anything racist in my life, and I don't deny the Holocaust. Okay? Like, I'm, I didn't die. I'm right here. If you got a problem with this, Ask me about it. Yeah. Instead Ryan. of going, well, that's what I heard. Well, that's what I heard. Uh, that's like, okay, Ron Paul has racist newsletters. Like, Ron Paul's not a racist, never has been. He's not a collectivist. You know, right. the alt-left and alt-right think exactly the same on that. They think of people as categories instead of individuals. Yep. Yeah. And that's the problem. I don't see that. I'm like, you're judging. So racist, anti-racist, you're judging people by race. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Like I'm Irish, Dutch, and Native American with 
Korean Japanese kids. Like, <laughs> I don't even know why that is. Person, yeah, that it to me that stuff is so dumb. I feel bad even meriting a response to it, right? But they can't, they can't say what I'm saying about topic A, B, or C is wrong factually. So it's character assassination, and it's always identitarian crap. Oh, he's a this, he's a that. He he he's homophobic. I used to have gay roommates in my two years of college. <laughs> like the president of the gay student union lived in my house. I have no problem with homosexuality or women or any other any race or religion. I don't care what someone's religion is or isn't or any of that. But that's the kind of criticism I'm going to get anyway, because people know that based on accusation alone, that's the conversation ender, right? Yep. You say you call someone a racist or whatever, and the the need to go on a witch hunt is so huge, right, that it has to be true because it's psychologically gratifying to condemn it. So if you find someone and you go, racist, they're like, oh, yeah, racist? Well, fuck that guy. Oh, fucking racist. Like, I had the tennis player. Her name, her last name is Osaka. Uh, she's Japanese. Right, I do gotta, I do gotta interject. This is smear true. me I'm on BLM and stuff on Twitter. That's why I lost my Twitter. I'm like, you don't know me. You never talked to me. Ryan, Ryan, I do have to interject because this is true. Ryan only has a problem with gingers. Just had to read that one out loud. Well, everybody's got a problem <laughs> with those things. <laughs> yeah, but a hot dude, a hot ginger is like, oh my god. So my so ginger joking is because I'm actually red green colorblind, so I don't know if someone's ginger or not. He's not see. sure. I can't see sure. the orange or whatever. Ryan Dawson is colorblind. Breaking news at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> and read, read, there's some super chats. What do you got for super chats? It's oh, so for me to be like you fucking ginger. Like I wouldn't know someone is a redhead until they tell me. Read some of them so super it's chats. That, it's what extra we got? ridiculous. Well, we got That's this one, and it, it kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about. Um, I would like to ask before, what do you think about tech corporations if they were in charge? What will take? What will it take to stop them from co controlling the country? But uh, what I wanted to segue with, with that was uh, Ryan, uh, uh, what's his name? Nick Fuentes was banned from Twitter yesterday or the day before. I think the day before yesterday mm. um, or two, I don't know, two or three days ago, whatever. And there was a huge split. <laughs> <laughs> There's a huge split uh, in the liberty movement. Half of the people were saying it was great and that Twitter should have done it first and they have the right to. And then some of us were like, hey, it doesn't matter if they have the right to or not. That's fucked up. And they're going to come for you next. Uh, and Clint, you put out a great tweet. It was something like, uh, do you remember what it was? Can you quote it right off the top? Of your uh, it was like, first they came for Alex Jones. It was not first. They, you know, oh, Alex Jones got banned. Ha ha. What a, what a loon. Uh, Nick Fuentes got banned. Ha ha. What a racist. Oh, I got banned. What the fuck happened? Uh, right. I just think, I just think that people are so short-sighted and like, this is the thing. I, for the love of God, I don't know when we got to be such fucking pussies that we can't deal with people having shitty opinions that are publicly available to us. And why don't you mm -hmm. want to have those opinions publicly available so you actually know what people believe? It's there's value in that. And mm -hmm. it's it's just such a right. it's such a bitch ass un-American <laughs> uh, mentality. And and if I see any libertarian doing that shit, I always I always have beef with them because it's just like do you understand that we are political dissidents? Do you understand that the state wants nothing more than for us to be silenced forever? Do you understand what Ryan Dawson has been put through just because he I fucking debated Fuentes too? 
Yeah, right. exactly. his ass. You killed I, him. He was supporting Burned state him. genocide. Like he painted himself in a corner in the very beginning of the Dude, debate. You fucking destroyed him, Ryan. It wasn't I know, that but hard. But I felt bad because he wasn't he was that like hard. Twenty years old. You no, could have had dumb. a brain. I mean, it's like Ryan. You, Ryan, you could have had a brain injury and fucking owned Fuentes. You yeah, know? it was. But see, that's what but, should but happen: Clinton, is dialogue. Like, let's Clinton is fucking Clinton is touching on something that we're libertarians. This is where we need to fucking stand out. Well, they're like, yes. well, you talk to Fuentes, the and you're just like him, even though it's we, debate. We <laughs> advocate speech. Don't shut anybody down. If you want to shut someone down, you are, as Dave Smith says, part of the problem. You're part of the problem. You are the fucking problem. Don't shut down any speech because the minute we start doing that, man, we look like our fucking enemies. The people. Well, who the want free to market. Them. The free market applies to speech too. The best product. Of- rises to the top there's a hierarchy yeah, of free, ideas like that's well, what we're all about we're about you know, if there's a free market in speech yeah. yeah yeah well yeah. ideas and read we fucking we clamor for people who are based we clamor for people who just bring us the best information and the best information holds it holds man it you, it doesn't matter what other people are saying or what they're doing man if it's real it's real every new and, idea is not part of the mainstream so if you're right. going to only allow for mainstream narratives, you're not going to allow for new ideas. New ideas are fucking valuable. They're the reason that we've gotten to such a, an evolved state technologically and culturally and, and civilizationally. And it's like, and now we just want to stop. Now we want to revert to like, okay, if you say something that I, I find morally questionable even, I want you to never be able to speak on technological platforms again. Fuck your cowardly bullshit perspective. I have no respect right. for people like that. And that applies to a libertarian. It applies to anybody that feels anybody. that way. And if you see a leftist that gets banned, you should be upset about Stick that too. Stick up for him. Yeah, it's like- Stick up for the speech that I you hate. I up for a Zionist, like Laura Loomer. That's so how based we, we would agree on Stick nothing. Right? If she said the for- sky is blue, I'd go check to make sure it didn't change. <sighs> like, but she should not have been banned from Twitter. But she needed to be banned from Twitter because- I and others were owning her so she bad on there ter- that the best thing her. for her was to terrorism. do something to get banned because she was running her mouth. Was a, Nobody was her better than George Galloway on Syria. It was <laughs> just face. that. Look up George Galloway, Laura Loomer. It is hilarious. It's almost oh. as funny as Prince Andrew trying to talk his way out of the Epstein. Thing. Laura Loomer is almost as bad as gonorrhea. Almost. Hey, Eric, She's do the, uh, the Dawson... Do the Dawson cactus quote in Trump's voice. We got a request from the audience. Look, so Ryan Dawson, who's a great guy, he's a smart guy, he's sharp. He says, you know what we should tell the Likud and the far right in Israel? Go fuck yourself with a cactus. Okay? <laughs> Take the cactus. No lube. Put it right up your ass. Go fuck yourself. Like a, like lube would help with a cactus. <laughs> it might help. help, Reed. It might help, but but but. You're going to have blood not. for lube anyway. Go fuck, go fuck yourself with a cactus, Benjamin Netanyahu, you fucking cunt. I don't know. Lindsey Graham could probably get a whole one up there. Look, look, look. No, she, you asked know, about Ryan, uh, Ryan, we could, we technological could, society going amok. We could, we could do, do this, It's going to take boots. Look, I'm Lindsey Graham. I'm going to appropriate tens of millions of dollars for them boys on the Eastern Mediterranean. I'm a, <laughs> I'm going to go on that aircraft carrier. I'm going to put sunscreen on them. It's going to take boots on the ground. I wish we had another way, but we don't. <laughs> he's, in a deep, he's in a deep, dark closet. I'm, I, there's a video of me and Lindsey Graham together. I'll send it to you guys. I don't think you've seen it. If and when he ever comes out, everyone in South Carolina is going to be like, we know Lindsey. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody knows. Oh, Charlie Sheen's like, 
So what? Winning. He was he was the bottom to McCain, right? Or there's no way he was there, there's no way he was topping McCain, was he? Look, look, no, Clint, 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 let me okay. tell you, Clint. When yeah, John McCain, the bottom from Al Qaeda. Ryan, excuse me. When John McCain died, the flag was folded and put up my ass at the funeral. John McCain's flag was folded and put up my ass with no. This is why you got to see Jackman's live ninety minutes of comedy. Yeah, Dude, man. what we did what we did Friday night here in New Hampshire was fucking based. It was it was it was something you're not going to hear anymore. I wonder else. if you and Dave Smith or you guys in, in Tripoli could like share uh, a stage. Yes, that that's that's what needs to happen because I don't know the politics of comedians or whatever. But well, Eric, you you need more you need more advertisement. People in the Liberty Movement don't know you enough. Like you you got to get on the shows. And when, and, when, and when they discover uh, the Jackman Brothers, they're fucking simply delighted. You know they're they're delighted because we just we just you know facts are given to us and Ryan gets this you guys get this facts are given to you and then you just fucking put it out there as reality and what you can do but my brother and I have this weird gift where we can impersonate people and connect it to pop culture and and whatever and we mesmerize my my brother and I for ninety minutes Friday night mesmerized a crowd of forty people and it, it was it was it was amazing so I, I want to. I'll send it to all you, Clint. I'll send it to, to you, all you guys. I want you to review what we did, our special, and then give you a review, and we'll go on your shows and we'll talk about it because okay, that's man. that's what's missing from the Liberty Movement. Fucking sense of humor, oh, dude, dude. Let's stop. Let, let's fucking oh, stop taking right, ourselves. <laughs> we don't take ourselves so seriously. Like, look, we 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 know we're winning on the ideas. We got to present it in a way that's like Fun. consumable. And fun and digestible, and and we know how to f have fun. We know what we're doing. You know, Democrats and Republicans fucking suck. Fuck them. We know we're going to beat them, but we have to be more fun than they are. So that's where I you feel know, the jack. Telling the truth is funny to some people because they're so not used to hearing it. That's right, Ryan. They call me like this Bill Murray sense of humor because I'll just deadpan say things you're not supposed to say, and people are laughing and like holding themselves, and I'm just being serious. Right. I'm not trying to be funny. They're just like, oh God, he said that. Right. They're so used to being lied to that uh, <clears throat> just hearing normal things like there are two genders, like common sense things that shouldn't be funny. See, it made me, it made me laugh. Become <laughs> funny because they're so used to not being allowed to say it. Right. And they're like, this guy don't give a fuck. Women, I mean, should. I do give a fuck. That's why them. I'm saying this stuff. I, I don't want to live in fucking Alice in Wonderland. That's I'd rather live in Alice in Wonderland. That's a bad example. That'd be pretty cool, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Infowars.com. No, I, I agree. I think that, that that's a. I mean, it's it's kind of it's a major challenge for libertarians because there there is we are so so much of us, so many of us are on the spectrum, and we're like we're facts and we're logic and we lack emotion, and then it's just like to get any sort of comedic flair that's paired with that kind of knowledge is is very rare i think that's why dave has exceeded uh you know or succeeded as much as he has is that he's able to package these ideas in a way that can make people laugh and if you're able to to make people laugh you can disarm them you can get them to actually consider some right. things that they otherwise would not like whereas if you come at them very aggressively and there's no humor in it people will just you know they'll put up earmuffs and disregard so it's why yeah, fortune is so right. successful they'll say the most outrageous disagreeable thing but in a very funny way and you're just like i it's, i don't agree with this but this is funny you know yeah 
Yeah, yeah sometimes that's, what, that's why I like the alt right guys because they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> I sometimes yeah. feel like we should get rid of Twitter. I mean, it sucks because it's such a good medium to reach. Hey, two countries did, but it's so toxic. Like it just makes us all look hor- like I, there are people who hate me and who hate Clint. Probably not Eric because Eric's pretty chill on Twitter and Ryan. Infowars.com. But uh, they definitely hate the two of us. And if they watched a video of us, they'd probably love us. And Twitter just brings out like all the worst parts because it's. Well, we- Reed, you were talking about like in real life people who have, who met you at Porkfest and, and apologized to you and said, "I'm sorry, I'm so fucking mean to you on Twitter." But when I think about when I think about people on Twitter and how they what the shit they the shit they say, how they respond, how they react, how they create drama, I'm like, "You're fucking retarded." Like yeah. this, this is this is this is stupid. This is basic like human interaction 101. And most people wouldn't say that shit to your face. The only one who yeah. I think would say it to your face is Pete. Like he's the only guy on Twitter that I think would say it in real life. Pete's, Otherwise, like Pete's everyone, based. On there, yeah, Pete might say the same things as I would anyway. Well, yeah, you would. Well, you're not on Twitter. Dawson might be Japan. He's out there, dude. He's an island out there in Japan. He's, I'm. A, I'm. A, I honestly don't want to ever meet Nick Starwalk because I will say what I've said to him online <laughs> to his face, and like if it gets violent, then. It gets violent, and I don't want it to. I don't. I don't want it to. Lock, lock it. Lock it down, Clint. Lock it down. Yeah, yeah Black like, Lives Matter Osaka. They're saying all this shit on Twitter. How they're gonna beat me up, kill me, all this crap. So I go to the rally wearing Confederate everything and a MAGA hat. No one said shit. Like, yeah, this is real life. There's no keyboard. Did you just realize that? Like, you're there because there was this civil boy revolution. Like, what are you gonna say now? Wait, Ryan, you show you're up. Gonna, to you're thing. gonna say, wait till I walk away Ryan, and talk behind Ryan, my back. You show up to a thing in Japan that was like a. BLM. There were thousands of people at this Black Lives Matter <laughs> thing. What, what, what were you wearing? What were you wearing? I had the HK Edgerton Confederate flag with the black Confederates on the front. Read. Uh, <laughs> because HK Edgerton was the. What kind of hat were you wearing though, uh, Ryan? NAACP in Fayetteville. In North Carolina, he's black. You had, you had a MAGA, MAGA hat on. MAGA hat, MAGA hat. I had a MAGA hat, and I don't even like Trump. I just knew it was going to trigger him. Reed, Reed, could you imagine? I have a YouTube video of that. I've, I and I posted it on Twitter. Why did they have they a did? Black they Lives banned my Twitter account? Why did they have a Black Lives Matter rally? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm like. Japan. What the fuck are you talking about? We don't have Japan. police abuse on blacks in Japan. You have black people in Japan. Leftists <laughs> just love to fucking cry about everything. Some Kurdish guy in Tokyo, not even in Osaka, got arrested and he's like being a baby and like locking his legs and leaning backward. And the cops had to like drag him away. They're like, you're getting arrested because you broke the law and you're resisting arrest. And they didn't beat the shit out of him or choke him or kneel on him or nothing. They just like having a hard time bring this guy because he was like locking his legs and, and putting, you know, trying to lay down and he wasn't walking. That's they all they happened. The they're like, oh my God, police abuse. They beat up a Kurdish guy. I saw the film. He's like, oh, my arm. It's like you're in handcuffs and your arm wouldn't hurt if you would just stand up and walk to your cell. You know? So it was guys, stupid I, as fuck. But they're all out there. And I said, if I, I don't, I'm like, I support BLM. Like, I hate the fucking police abuse. I don't support Antifa. And there's always an Antifa segment embedded in Black Lives Wait, Matter. Wait, Ryan, Ryan, you don't support Antifa? Are you sure? I, I just yeah, I'm not really getting yeah, that. I got Kyle Rittenhouse on the fucking wall. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna Ryan Dawson adopted Kyle Rittenhouse for those who don't know. Anyway, so none of them had shit to say in real life. And it's like a thousand to one. Oh, 
I'm by they're myself. Doing... They're in their big crowd. I'm like, what are you going to do? You're going to do nothing. That's right. the biggest bunch of pussies. And it was all like foreign English teachers and some of their girlfriends so, or whatever. Right. And would you say there was a lot of levels like, of story? Like nobody disagrees with you. No was one's saying toy? black lives don't matter. What the fuck are you on what? about? Eric, the did I, I sent you that tweet the Mises caucus put out that Ro Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. I don't know if you saw that. That'll get you banned on Twitter if you say wow. Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. Was that Mises caucus said that like three days ago in a reply to something I said because we were getting into this big gun thing. And I was saying if we had more Kyle Rittenhouses, then the Second Amendment would actually mean something around here. And hey. they tweeted it and said Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. They were That's burning Kenosha. Until he shot three of those communist pedophiles. Let me tell you and guys. They, Let me tell you guys. Stopped. No, well, hold on, Joseph Ryan. Rosenbaum, the Ryan, first guy, the ginger that grabbed his something. gun and got shot in the balls, <laughs> went to jail for 13 years for raping five-year-old twin boys. <laughs> He's a communist here. pedophile. A communist pedophile felon that got shot in the groin, and he died doing what he loved, chasing a minor. <laughs> oh, because oh he was 17 oh years old. Dude, read, it's read like, that. Read that. You be... like, shoot me, nibba, shoot Dude, me, how... nibba, and then he gets his balls blown off. I'm like, I can't think of more just desserts than an antifa, <laughs> communist, so my... pedophile, you know, homosexual that gets shot read in the balls. So <laughs> my my perspective on it is, and I I think I've told read this. That's getting clipped my... and put on Twitter. By the way, I love that. My, <laughs> my dad... Joseph Rosenbaum, like he can rot in hell. He raped two little kids. He's, he's the guy they're defending. Raped dead, two little boys, two five-year-old boys were raped by Joseph Rosenbaum. He went to prison for 13 years, gets out of jail, and tries to kill another guy. They shot at Rittenhouse first. And by, by the way, Rosenbaum is in there. They're shooting at him. When he goes for the diversion, uh, Rosenbaum dives at his gun. We got him on the Rittenhouse out. shoots him in the nuts. He dies. Then he tried to help him. Like he's on the ground crying and he put a t-shirt on whatever. Then Skater Die, who's another felon, another read, fucking read, communist read, read, felon, read, read, hits skate, him with his skateboard. He gets shot in the heart. And it's like, well, you're beating a guy with a board. And he's also a felon. Then a third felon. And he was like choking women and stuff. That's what he went to jail for. Then the third guy, who's made a true lefty because he has no right arm. Got shot while he's holding a gun. Oh, this is funny. Right? Yeah, he's got a fucking gun illegally because he got convicted for breaking and entering and he's on probation and not supposed to have a firearm. He's pointing a gun at a guy who's down already, sitting down. So he got his arm blown off. He got disarmed, you could say. So fuck him. And, and Kyle could have shot him in the fucking head if he wanted to. He shot him in the arm that was holding the gun. I mean, that dude, do you want a statue right. of somebody? On, Fuck George on. Fentanyl pulling guns on pregnant women and dying of a uh, goddamn methamphetamine. Oh, Put a big statue of Kyle Rittenhouse sitting down holding a gun just says tread on them. So where, so, so where I'm coming from, my, my dad was a car salesman. He had he owned car lots. My dad had car lots. And this is what I say to people. You know, I, I you know, I'm not a fucking big gun guy. I don't want to cuck any gun rights. And I'm like, you know what? I my father paid the bills and fed our family of five for 20 years. He owned a car lot and he sold car lot cars. My dad was a car salesman. If, if, if there was a threat of riots and looting and burning of his car lot and someone showed up with a fucking AR or a game changer, whatever the piece was, and they said, we'll be here all night. I'll give, I'll, I'll give him fucking, I'll, I'll, I'll pay him to be there to protect the okay. car lot. 
And and that's what's lost on the whole thing. Because the cops weren't there. They no, let them burn that beers at three days. They had a dumpster on fire that they were pushing toward a gas station. They were going to blow up a fucking gas station. This is and the only gro- another guy this- put out the fire. Look, so they look, were folks, it's like, a- why won't you let us blow up a gas station? This is we're anarchic communist. Yeah. And they chased him, and then they got shot and died. Now they cry about it and call him a white supremacist. They're like, no, fucker. You are a bunch of communist felons committing arson, assault, and sometimes murder, and you got your comeuppance. There should be more Kyle Rittenhouses. Like, I'm surprised someone hadn't just the whole lot of them. Like, you cannot just go around setting property on fire and stealing shit like a bunch of monkeys. So the point I'm making, right, is that you can't fucking threaten private business. So it looked like, they're just like burning shit. They couldn't even break the window. They're like hitting the window with a bat like seven times and can't break it. I'm like, dude, I can break that with my fucking elbow. Like, you're such a fucking puss. And they're like, God, they're, they're useless. Useless. Oh, my God. Antifa yeah. is useless. And they're like, their only weapon is to go online and get someone banned on something. <laughs> we'll tell on you. <laughs> it's like, Mom, you know, they're going to go tell on somebody. He hurt my feelings online. You know, I have like 10 pages of shit talking. And then he called me a pudwack, so I can't handle that. I'm going to get him canceled. But in real life, in real life, these people... You, you just look at them. They're all decrepit and fucked up looking like they are the a loser's loser. Like lower than dog shit. Because they are a negative impact on society. They live on the dole or off their parents oh, or whatever. Man. And they're like shooting fireworks at the courthouse. I'm like, you are lucky you are in some shit lib city. Because if you tried that crap in Alabama or something, <laughs> you're going to jail. And you're going to be everybody's bitch when you're in jail. Because right, you're a bitch. Please. You're a natural bitch. <laughs> when you're a natural bitch, of course you gravitate to communism, whatever. Because anything, even the fucking bottom rung is a level up for you. <laughs> I think I'm glad you think this is funny, but I just this is just facts. I know. We need Ryan on the comedy. The psychology of modern leftists in the I think, manifesto. I think, I think Ryan's, Ryan's the fucking comedian. It's not me. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. He's oh kind of God. killing you up tonight. <laughs> Fucking hate these people. No, it's, it's and I gotta apologize. Last stream, I was I threw around the word Yankee and I forgot to say goddamn. Yeah, it's well, because, we're not created because equal. Eric and I are Yankees, so supposed it to be because it doesn't mean no. Y'all are just people who live in the north. Goddamn Yankee! I mean, right, right. I was born in Massachusetts. Does that trigger you? I mean, no, I don't care where someone's born. Yankee is like redneck. It's a it's a personality. Clint, what do you think about everything? Like Jesus Christ, dude! I uh. I think that I couldn't go on a rant that lasted that long and that was that on point if I tried. So uh, I just thank you for stopping you so will. I can catch my breath. Yeah. 20 <laughs> years, God. man. I've done this shit 20 years. I can ad lib this crap all day. We all see Wayne's World. <laughs> That's why I'm not on Tim Pool. Because I'll get him to say that shit and they just, they don't, they're like, I don't hey, know what hey, to do. Clint, Clint, who's a better skateboarder? Fucking uh, Clint Pool or fucking Scott Horton? Uh, I didn't actually see Tim skate, uh, and I didn't see Scott skate. I just I'm was. Just I, I Scott Horton. Skate, yeah, Scott Horton. Scott's been skating longer. Scott Horton's fucking based, <laughs> dude. He's a lord. What? What? I met his... Christian Soy and Tony Hawk at the Surf Expo in Orlando. Really Tony, fucking. I, I've met Tony Hawk too. Yeah, I, I I live in Carlsbad. That's where he grew up. So. Dude, imagine making oh, Tony awesome. Hawk libertarian. Let's do I'm it. Let's make that. Hawk. Let's make that the fucking goal of four horsemen. Oh. The goal. 
So, Clint, I mean, overall, <laughs> like when, when, when you're going through your – so you're moving. You're leaving California. Where are you going? What's you your next holding, step? Right. What are you doing right now? I'll, I, I'll, I'll yeah. talk about Hulk Hogan. I want to hear what fucking Clint says right now. <laughs> I asked Clint a question. I want to hear what Clint says. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to get away from the uh, the Antifa people in California. So I am going to be traveling through Tennessee, Texas, Florida, <laughs> through the <laughs> Antifa south people's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> They deserve ridicule. Clint, They're protected. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm banned on everything anyway. So, I've heard you talk about like a studio, like you're in Florida. Yeah. When it happens, I want to fucking come to the studio. I want to fucking eat gator bites. I want to <laughs> fucking smoke crack with DeSantis. I want to come to Florida. <laughs> Tell me about it, Clint. Sell it to me. Sell, sell Florida to me right now, Clint. Uh, I've heard I've heard that the uh, the almost governor was a big crackhead or meth, meth addict and a homosexual. So I feel like we'll be right, right. at home. Um, that's so right. that's that's what that's, that's, that's what obviously made Florida appealing to me is I'm big time into uh, gay hooker hotel sex with methamphetamine. <laughs> uh, so that's Aren't what I'm all? looking forward to. Uh, no, I, I just I, I mean I'm just trying to get away from fucking the the communist vibes of California. I'm born and raised here, man. So it's honestly it's heartbreaking to me to feel like I have to flee, but I do. I'm I'm actually so concerned about the the condition of this country that I am not I am not committed to stopping. Like if I if I check out. Uh, Texas, Tennessee, and Florida, and I and I still don't get the uh, good old red, white, and blue vibes I'm looking for. I'll, I'll keep going, man. I'll I'll go. I'll be fucking Ryan's neighbor. I don't give a shit. Hmm. I gotta I gotta find freedom somewhere. So right, right, yeah, he, yeah. Exactly. You guys know I mean, BTS, Korean band. You heard of? Yeah. Them? So they got a new song called uh, "No Permission to Dance." You like and it. You love it's it. It's all about they're all right. taking their mask off. To dance means no oh. permission to live. Like you we don't need your permission to live. So they're in the middle of their video. They have all this like cowboy rustic independent like garb, like like the American West or South, perhaps. And they're all dressed like that and all ripping their mask off. It's all oh. walks of life ripping their mask off. So fucking props to South Korea for uh for putting that out there. That's amazing. It's like take off your fucking mask. No, but they do it in such a boy banny way that it's acceptable to the sensitive virgin ears of these uh, leftist plebs that are like, well, well BTS said it. So now hear, it's cool. Um, wait, Clint, what, do you, what do you think about uh, Greater Idaho, Clint? Is that is that something promising, or you think it's just too? I'm born, I'm born and raised SoCal. Like if I if I have any snow, I'm in trouble. Oh yeah, you're fucked. You can't even come to Utah. Don't come no. to New Hampshire. <laughs> no, that everyone wants me to move to New Hampshire, and I'm like. Uh, unless global warming is going to really like get going, I don't know if I can fuck with New Hampshire either, to be honest. So. 20 below. I think, I think you could. You a hockey player? No. <laughs> okay, all right. Don't go to fucking go to Florida. Go to Florida. Get don't come to New Hampshire. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would love New Hampshire six months out of the year, but the other six, I'd have to have a second home in Florida or something. Clint, so. let me tell you, we're fucking free up here, dude. Like people don't fuck. We, we don't fuck with each other. I mean, Reed can attest to this. We don't we, we don't fuck with each other. It's nice. I like that. It's, it's well, free. You want, a, you want a, an anarchist utopia? Go to Hatteras Island. Ooh, where I'm where, from. Where's that? At? North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. It's part of North Carolina, yeah. sorta. Dude, he, but he's dude. the son of Dixie. He's 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 the son of Southern nobility. Ryan, why don't we just go start our own country on uh, Ocracoke Island? Just you yeah. could you could dude Ocracoke would love it. <laughs> they love it. This is awesome. This place, you've been there? It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used you to go there once a year. Yeah. I might buy an island. Oh, yeah. Seriously. 
The buy I'm from the coke. island. Don't buy Epstein's. Like don't buy Epstein's island. Infowars.com. <laughs> don't buy Epstein's island. It's great beaches, and it's just you don't you don't have shit libs down there because it's too hard to live. We don't have the mini malls and Starbucks and stuff, and they can't survive without that, so they just don't live there. Yeah, fuck the free state. We don't have franchises do except for Food Lion. We have one food. Lion. Never, we never joined them, breed. Yeah, that's where Blackbeard died too. He got killed right off there. It's my ancestor. There. Blackbeard is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I he met said, the first. I met the. Like put gunpowder and rum and set it on fire. He'd set his beard on fire and chase people. <laughs> of course, Ryan Dawson is related to Blackbeard. I mean, He's, why um, wouldn't he be? Like, that's so obvious. I don't know. I never I thought think I read a great Blackbeard book was Robert E. Lee, not the general, like someone else with the name Robert E. Lee is a story. And then he uh, wrote a great uh, book about Blackbeard. I met him in the, in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Now he's thrown right off the ship right there. Off of, They cut his okay. head off. Yeah. Oh, then it must have been a different, different pirate. Cool. But I've met his uh, his first mate's like great 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 grandson or whatever. His real hands out there. Yeah, I think he shot him in the leg or cheating in poker. Yeah. (laughs) So Ryan's excluded excluded from this, but I got a text uh, starting with you, Reed. Then Clint, if you had to live in another country outside of the United States, where would you live and why, Reed? Oh man, other country? Um, Just Japan because I could hang out with Ryan. I guess. There you go. I would say I, I would take serious look at El Salvador just because of the Bitcoin stuff that they're doing. That I, I mean, I, I haven't ever been there, so I couldn't say that I would definitely move there. Um, other than that, God damn it, I don't know. I've Someone been I've near been near the equator for this. I've guy. been watching. Yeah, yeah, it's got to have to be near the equator. That's that's a fact. Um, if yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of a lot of YouTube searching trying to figure out like uh, expatriation locales that might make sense for me i'm really i'm really committed to this like i'm going to find somewhere where i get to be treated like a free fucking human being or i'm gonna die trying so come in new hampshire bro it's it's a fucking cold brother jesus costa rica dude i'll help you with yeah maybe they don't even have a standing army you'll help me with the cold eric did you just offer (laughs) a sec yeah we're gonna I'll help you with the cold. Look, my father was from Canada. For me, for me, I'd move to Newfoundland to a fishing village where they play. He didn't hockey. give you vodka. That's what he and means. Drink, with the and cold. They, well, <laughs> Newf- Newfoundland, where the Titanic, off the coast where the Titanic sank, where my father was born 66 years ago yesterday. Drink beer, play hockey, don't fuck with anybody, fish, eat scallops, and live their lives and be based. Canadians, Canadians are fucking under the radar, man. They're under the radar. They're, yeah, under the well, radar. They're, they're so far under the radar, their government's running over them. I uh, dropped that oh, uh, bomber thing, and it landed perfectly in the middle of the Confederate flag. I think it's an omen. <laughs> 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 it looks so good. So, Clint, do you choose liberty or warmth if you have to choose? You have no – like, you, you've got communism, oh, or you can dude. move to New Hampshire. No, I would choose liberty if I had to. But <laughs> That's I a still, true libertarian right there. Yeah, yeah, I still feel like there's a chance I can find liberty and warmth. I, I – I have to believe that there are some options that remain. I, what do you guys think? Is Florida just a fucking hype train? Uh, Florida? I mean, they're just like boomer cons, right? So they're good on go, lockdown. Go for it. The lockdown, I don't, I don't know. Like, but the if, they're not in charge, if they're not in charge of like diplomacy and shit because they don't have any fucking global power, then that's all I really need. I just need them to yeah. be against lockdowns and to leave me the fuck well, alone. Like they're well, they're against on. lockdowns and big tech in Florida. That's a plus that's plus true. for them. DeSantis is a ghoul, he's a ghoul, but there's parts of DeSantis that is fucking based. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah right, but compared right. to, right, you got to compare them to other governors. Like, yeah. compared to Chad Cuomo Dawson? or Whitmer, yeah. you know, or Cooper oh, a, or fucking Newsomman. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty you. good. Chris Anunu in New Hampshire has, I mean, Reed, you back me up or don't uh, fight me on it. I think Chris Anunu has done okay with the lockdowns. On the bell curve. I mean, I wasn't living there. My parents and most of my family were. They said it was okay. I, and I'm alive and your parents are alive. Can you, believe that all of, can you believe that all of the U.S. governors are still alive? Isn't that incredible? <laughs> I love this type of talk. Mississippi and stuff. And that's a warm place, too. What's that? Mississippi, warm against uh, lockdowns, against big tech. That'd be a nice one, and, and not expensive. Is their governor still alive, though? Yeah. Haley uh, Barber. Yeah. Haley, is Haley Barber alive, Ryan? <laughs> all of them. All the governors are alive, despite the coup. It hasn't taken out any of any major leaders yet. Yeah, I was. I Except was, for all these African leaders that were against the coup that suddenly disappeared in 2020, 2021. Yeah. Actually, yeah, everybody against it, or excuse me, yeah, against the jab got uh suddenly died in something mysterious. Weird, and we got uh, you got Nigeria and Uganda <laughs> both banned Twitter, which is based that's 70 uh, 37 million people, whatever said, we're just not gonna do it. Can you tell me what happened in Haiti, Ryan? Uh, Have, yeah, I'll tell you when not on this. Oh, shit. give us the give us as close as a version as you can, just try it. The not Israel, but the other country that you can't talk about, like number two, yeah. went and got him. The one, the, the one that John Cena was kowtowing to. No uh, way. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It is. It's an interesting story, but that, I know where the lines are. Okay. I'm learning. It's not my channel. I, I would say it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that Ryan had a had a uh, a limiter. <laughs> I thought he just said whatever. Yeah, well, if it's someone else's show, I do. Like oh, when good, I'm on good. Atwood talking about Epstein, I know where to stop. You know, if you see me on RT or Press TV, I can do like the the yeah the know, professional news guy. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I'm do feeling it. down, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like call Ryan and ask him to. I'm just gonna ask him what he thinks about Antifa, and it's gonna cheer <laughs> me right up. Yeah. Good lord. That Dude, made me so that? happy. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. You gotta get the chapter in this book on them. Um <laughs> or get the audiobook because you can listen to that. People are like, I just skipped that chapter and listened to that all day. I have a I have a kind of serious question for you, Ryan. Given given how you've been labeled all the worst things under the sun, does it I, I found it interesting that you were well, willing no one to called me a redhead yet. Well, you do look. Oh wait, they're not under the sun. Actually, someone, (laughs) someone in the chat did say that. I'll try to find it. But yeah, um, but you said under the sun. Yeah, they've never been under the sun. That's a great point. Uh, Sunlight actually bends around them. It can't like touch the darkness. (laughs) No, hey, seriously, the the fact that you were willing to to label Antifa terrorists uh, surprised me. Are you are you using that in the technical governmental labeling? Like, would you like to see they're them using fear to coerce the public? Right. I mean, court. I mean, cases I think they're technically. Like, I could agree with you that they're they terrorists. terrorists. I'm just, I'm just surprised that you would use that, given that they would probably say the same thing about us. You, I they can say, say that, that but it doesn't point. fit reality. They're terrorists because they are committing acts of violence randomly on the public. I know, but That's would you want the government to label them that? I'm just curious. The government's the not going to label from? them because they're hand in glove with them. They wouldn't okay. act that way if they didn't have government support. No way. 
They wouldn't yeah. have the balls. They know the DAs and all are not going to prosecute them. They know they can get away with it. That's why they behave that way. That's why they don't behave that way in areas where they don't have government favoritism. True. The yeah. state enables. It's always the state. The state enables this proxy force. They could not and would not behave that way if uh, a they're in a state that would actually enforce the law, or b people there are more written houses that say, eh -eh, "You ain't doing that here." <laughs> Uh -uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> is this the new version yeah we're good enough oh, i was gonna read something oh wait so ryan if you if you could if you could get rid of all neocons or all of antifa which one would you choose neocons okay yeah i, I agree with that. Killed yeah. so many people yeah they yeah it's, it's they're way better at killing people they're yeah, oh they're their efficiency of eradicating life oh you God. could get rid of antifa just by um stop selling soy for a month <laughs> <laughs> the identitarian cry bullies 181 that's what it is but the neocons, I mean, you want to hear me really go off? Like, listen to the, yeah, the no, show I did with Scott Horton called Hate Richard Pearl Day. It's a holiday I made up. By the way, July is Judeo-Fascist Awareness Month. Since they're always like Islamo-Fascist, I'm like, okay, July is going to be Judeo-Fascist Awareness Month. You want to hear some of this or no? I, I don't know. Yeah, I've sure, already crossed the it. line. Or <laughs> just try, point, trying to plug a book. We're just going to sit down next to the fire, Uncle Rye, just like <laughs> Uncle Remus. We're going to read about the idiots. No. <laughs> <laughs> you ever you ever see, read the uh, Burr Rabbit when you were a kid? Any of y'all? Burr Rabbit and Burr Bear. Yeah. Briar Patch. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. <clears throat> I always would read that in Uncle Remus's voice, like the Uncle Remus from Disney. They did the zippity doo dah stuff. You ever read a book like when you read a quote from Winnie the Pooh and you do it in Winnie the Pooh's voice? Well, that happened to me with David Cole's book. Unfortunately, I had his voice in my head for the whole book. It was very hard to read. Eric, can you do a <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? Infowars.com. I don't have a Winnie the Pooh impression, but. You didn't uh, have any children yet, so he's not watching Winnie the Pooh for a long yeah. time, probably. It's basically uh, Elizabeth Warren. Can you do Elizabeth Warren? That's pretty close to Winnie the Pooh. I'm going to She's like, I'm going to fight. I troll. I trolled Pocahontas. I showed up to her rally with a thousand people. Trump called her Pocahontas. I had it. Hey, we got a name for those people. They're called Pretendians. <laughs> the thing is, Reed, he's actually Native American. That's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about him. He's about not orange. Dawn. He's Native. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually Ryan Dawson's like actually Native American, right? Not yeah, oh, I thought you meant Trump. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm orange. I'm so orange. Okay, March Madness can't hold me. I'm the most orange thing you've ever seen. Ryan Dawson's native. He's so native. It's unbelievable how native he is. Okay, It'll make your head spin. But I met I met Pocahontas, um, and I trolled her. I wore I wore a uh, I had my Tulsi pin on, and I took a picture with her. She, she's like, I'm posing for selfies. She sucks, dude. Liz Warren fucking sucks. She's just got no. What, what do you call her, Eric? What, what's her What's her nickname other than Pocahontas? Liwatha. That's Grandma, like Grandma Oatmeal. That's oh, Grandma Oatmeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma. Yeah. 
my, my spreading Jason, bowl. That's the Hiawatha, bowl. like Hiawatha. Yeah, that's right. That's right, uh, Dawson. And there's spreading bowl instead of sitting bowl. Spreading Jason bowl. Jason Jason Burmers came up, told me the Grandma Oatmeal nickname. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like Grandma Oatmeal, and and where I live here in New Hampshire, they all came to my street. Bernie Sanders, Liz Warren, <laughs> Tulsi, Buddha Judge. I fucking met Buddha Judge. Wait till I put those pictures out. I don't think anyone has anyone has seen that. And I, and Dawson, you know about you probably know about this. I, I tried to get uh, uh, Buddha Judge on my show, and I said, "Dude, I want to hear what you did uh, with Cabal Bank when you were over in Afghanistan, Bank of Cabal." And he like fucking froze. He froze. He was like, "Oh my god, no one's ever asked me about that. Get me the fuck away. Get me the fuck away from the Jackman brothers." <laughs> I think Elizabeth Warren might be the most transparently pandering, bullshitting, dangerous mm. politician that exists. I mean, she is yeah. she's a horror story of a human being. Like, mm. I'm I'm really concerned about that lady. If she ever gets any serious power, like we're in trouble. <clears throat> There's no she's joke horrible. There. I'm just I'm just horrified. No, she's an Indian because she has me. high cheekbones. She's <laughs> she literally said that. She's like, I have high cheekbones. My grandmother <laughs> said I have high cheekbones. Like Europeans <laughs> never have high cheekbones. And she doesn't have high cheekbones. <laughs> like I'm looking at you. Yeah, she's saying she's Indian. I'm like, you have blue eyes. <laughs> I've never so, seen totally <laughs> so totally unrelated from everything. What what are we watching on Netflix, guys? Clint, what are you watching right now for fucking unrelated bullshit, bullshit Soma? What are you watching? What's your I, escape? I really, I really like the uh, the one on Amazon Prime, the the war, the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. I enjoyed the shit out of that. So yeah. I like Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's cool. He's he's a cool guy. Yeah. I just watched. Watch, uh, I just watched Liberty Lockdown and uh, the ANC or Four Horsemen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are good choices. Yeah. You ever rewatch Four Horsemen, even though you're on it? Oh yeah, I listened to it the day after. Just dude, I'm, I, not, I'm not taking all of it in as it's happening because you got to, you know, you, you don't fully absorb it. You got to. I couldn't. I couldn't hear it. during half of Ryan's rant because I was oh, yeah. I was laughing so hard my ears shut off. <laughs> I'm gonna clip you, that out, that you know. <laughs> okay, so the first time I got banned uh, off of AOL, <laughs> America Online. I had this thing called Rise Rants, and I would just pick something like the medical industrial complex, the MIC, like the fact that big, like, why do we advertise prescription drugs, stuff like that, whatever. And it was just called Rise Rants, and I would just sit there and monologue on how dumb something <laughs> is. That's all I did, and uh, that got banned. <laughs> so Ryan, let's hear your book excerpt. What, what's a good? Uh, I was persecuted for so long. He was banned off AOL, week, but that's so gangster. You had to yeah, dial us on MySpace too. Incredible. Hey Ryan, let me just say this. Um, Friday night, I had to make a joke about my brother, my twin brother, who didn't have a phone for a long time, and I had the phone, and people were like. How, how do I get in touch with your brother? I got to reach out to him. Let me leave a message. I was like, just tell me what the message is. Smoke signal. I'll get to him. And eventually I was just like, he doesn't have a phone. He's a Unabomber. <laughs> and he was told on by his brother. And maybe think about Ryan Dawson. That makes you David Kaczynski. He's the worst narc he, in history. He he narked Ryan. 
I know. He, I mean, you know, I, I don't really. I mean, he did what he, he did. What he, we'll get him on the four horse. He had to. He, he come on. I mean, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. If you know your on. twin, <laughs> we have twins, Ryan. If you know mm. your twins, a Unabomber. I, we, I we're not, we don't believe. In, we don't believe in violence. Myself. We don't Man. believe in violence. Shout out! P1 shout out! P one Dizzy just dropped a hundred bucks. Thank you. Infowars.com. All nine. I know that's one of Ryan's guys. So. Ryan, give us your book expert uh, book excerpt. That's that's one of the ladies, uh, one of the ANC ladies. Oh, I didn't plug the, the calendar quote. Is uh, I got to read it because it's Ron Paul this month. Um, it says I am convinced there are more threats to American liberty within the ten mile radius of my office on Capitol Hill than there are in the rest of the globe. Ron Paul. <laughs> Hell yes, base God. We're gonna yeah, do a Ron dude, Paul chant before we end reading. Yeah. Let's hear it, Ryan. What, what do you got? Dude, he, I, he, I wish he'd go in WWE. <laughs> Trump did. All right. So I'm just like, this is the opening of uh, the rise of Trump and the identitarian cry bullies. And the quote is reality is sexist. Uh, let's live in pretend land where feelings trump biology. And if you don't agree, then you're a Nazi. Outgroup directed moral outrage can be elicited in response to perceived threats to the in-group's moral status. A study by two university psychology professors confers this hypothesis and have a long footnote and says the problem, this is a problem with collectivists. The social justice warrior identifies themselves as a category rather than an individual. As such, they also blame acts done by individuals, states, or institutions institutions not on the ones responsible or their ideologies but on the categorical biological makeup of the participants a sense of guilt when it is their own category is one source for virtue signaling the alt-right has a similar origin of their own identitarian psychology they too see themselves as a biological category thus if isaac newton was white and they are white then they're on that team and their team is smarter than the other teams how about Newton is smarter than most of us because we didn't do jack shit. Exceptional individuals also arise out of a particular economic system. Would we have noticed the talents of an expert pianist like Mozart if the piano did not exist first? How many writers would have never been were for, not for the simple invention of eyeglasses? So, so I go on and make this argument about the reason there's a disproportionate number in a certain time period of scientific prowess invention in europe is because of free markets not because of whiteness and that's true everywhere you've had a scientific boom whether it was in persia what japan um mesopotamia egypt etc the ancient greeks free market systems always are conducive to progress both in invention science philosophy thrive where you have free speech and free markets and when you don't you don't have it and it doesn't matter what the people look like or you know how homogenous they are or whatever is irrelevant and then the most striking example is north and south korea they're all korean 100 they're more korean in north korea than they are in the south actually and uh you couldn't be any more different it's right. the system that matters not the biological category and you get these racist arguments from the right that try to attribute success to race and you get these dumb arguments on the left that try to attribute tragedy to race so they blame slavery and genocide and stuff on whiteness rather than states and the other side tries to say oh well look at all the airplanes and cars and stuff or whatever are made by the whites they're like no they're made by free markets so and it's more serious but then i do go on a, a long rant of how i feel about antifa that chapter which i think y'all 
probably we got uh, a little we got a little taste of tonight. probably get out of breath reading <laughs> but um that's why i might get the audio book because um i can't read with headphones on because i can't hear myself should have taken them out hey, when i did that but ryan before audio book's good it's on the website it's like 18 bucks or something same as like you get it instantly you can buy a hardcover book but Before I think uh, you can double, you can maximize your time. Like if you travel, like most people listen to that in your car or train or whatever, you know, before, before we go, I wanted to ask, cause Reed and I went back and forth on this topic. I'm curious what you guys think. Um, do you think that, that the second amendment has any value at this point? I mean, obviously we're all ANCAPs for the most part, and we don't believe that the constitution has any real value other than that. It has some sort of cultural, um, I don't know reinforcement, and I'm, I'm not an ANCAP. I'm a libertarian. I'm not okay. an anarchist. Yeah, he's a minarchist. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about it? Do you think that it's still it's still worth um, anything in the, in our current paradigm, or what do you think? I, I want to clarify that what I said was it's been useless against government tyranny. For the, I right. mean, like there's been isolated skirmishes where. Uh, some people sort of made a little bit of resistance, but as a whole, it hasn't done jack shit to prevent a tyrannical government, just like the Constitution is the argument I was making. So the, it, just like with the Constitution, it's only as valuable as the people who enforce it. The same with the Second Amendment. It's only any good if people start shooting people, basically, is what I said. So, <laughs> Well, my, my, my only experience is my neighbor ac accidentally shot his uh, rifle into my apartment. So Fire. not a fan of the Second Amendment. I think it did some good. I mean, no, 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 no. Shot his lawyer Hold in the on. face. Well, that was good, Ryan. But who, my who neighbor didn't want to shoot Dick Cheney's lawyer in the face. We all did. That's the best thing Cheney ever did. My <laughs> like, no, it's it's a contract. You know, the the Constitution, all that. It's just it's the aim. Like, here's our stated purpose, but it's up to us to maintain that. Just paper. It's not going to automatically like. Well, we wrote it down. Okay, so like you have to have a population that believes in that and stands by that philosophically. I, I still, I think that there's, there, you can actually like see evidence over the past year that the lockdowns were lifted a lot faster in, in states that had stronger gun right laws. Um, I think that there is something to be said for the fact that perhaps we're still locked down if we aren't the most armed country on earth. Do you think there's any merit to that read? We um, haven't had any lockdowns that, and we don't have guns. Yeah, well, I was going to well, say, like, cultural, Sweden, yeah. Sweet, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's cultural. Like, I mean, yeah, Texas owns more guns, but I think they're also sicker of lockdowns more quickly than people in California were or New York. Clint, like, Clint what, it's, it's what a would you, correlation there, yeah. What would you have yeah. done, Clint, if your neighbor shot AR into your, uh, your room, your bedroom? Uh, what would I have done? <laughs> yeah. I would defend myself. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how? <laughs> Uh, with what, what he's you know, asking is, so he had someone shoot into his apartment, and then he called the cops on them afterwards. So, what oh, would he, what I are you asking if I would call the cops or not? Well, all right. So my neighbor ac accidentally shot his AR into my apartment. Jesus. And, uh, and, and dude, I'm two A. I'm not a gun cock. I don't want to take anyone's rights. Yeah. But uh, this this happened to me the last year. It was fucked up, dude. We yeah, talked about it in our comedy show on Friday. Um. I mean, what do you think about that, Clint? What What would you have done if you were in an apartment and your asshole, stupid, retarded neighbor fired his air into your apartment? I mean, I would probably approach him and I would be armed to make sure that this wasn't intentional. Uh, it sounds as if it was an accident. Is that correct? 
That's right. We okay. still got to go in his room and shoot everything in there. <laughs> <laughs> not people, but like all his stuff. Just with a shotgun and just bam, bam. Like you can't fuck. You could have killed him. Like he could have killed you. You could actually shot a fucking semi-automatic weapon in your room. He had two young kids in his own place. Well, you got to take them out too, just to be safe. My my first thing was like, I was like, dude, you you could have killed your kids. Forget about me, my brother, and I. Take all the bullets away. And and so I mean, no, I mean Reed Reed knows the context of this. It's like a long. If you allow his kids to live, they will grow up to be your mortal enemies. You have to you have to wipe the entire human shields. Israeli? No, (laughs) you have to wipe the entire bloodline. Just no, that's um, that's a difficult situation. The only way to stop blowback. Hold on, guys. Pull it all aside, whatever it is. I'm not a gun cock. I don't want to take anybody's guns. My father grew up on the hood. You know what he bulger? The mobster in Boston? Yeah. My father grew up in South Boston and Dorchester dealing with the mob and Whitey Bulger. He my you know, guns. Guns is not like a fucking weird, like, ooh, scary thing to me. I don't own them. I'm not into them. I'm not into them, but I don't want to cock anybody's rights. I don't want to take Second Amendment rights away. But this motherfucker was so retarded and so stupid. He fired an AR. He, or I don't even know what it was. Caliber it was. It was a rifle into my apartment. What's my recourse? I mean, if you I lived think, in the I south, you wouldn't have a neighbor. There'd be land between you and him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to. He started the war. You end it. You got to take out the entire family, man. It's just the only way. <laughs> no, nah, I mean. <laughs> There I don't know how to consequences. Question, I mean, oh, guys, I'm just, I'm just, I'm saying something that became reality for me that I had no part in starting. I know. I would, yeah, no, I, I think, I think he should be prosecuted for that. Yeah. So, so the police. So this is the. And I told Reed knows the story. This is the first time in my whole life I ever called the police. Is there a mom, or is he watching the kids by himself? There's a mom, but 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 it doesn't really matter. Can live with her. I mean, so not <laughs> NAP, not not aggression principle. I never well, fucking I never aggressed against him. No, he aggressed a, upon you. A bullet came into my apartment, Clint. Yeah, I know, what, dude. What, like, okay, so dude, I'm not a gun grabber. I'm not a cunt. Like, yeah. what, like he, what's my he, viol- he violated the non-aggression principle. You have what's, you have full right to defend yourself up until well, I'm not going to shoot. I'm not going to fucking shoot at like the next. Depart- I'm not. I'm not. Reason? I'm not advocating for that. I'm saying I mean? would approach him and I would have been armed because I didn't. I don't know if it was intentional or not. So I would have to go out there and make sure that it was an accident, and then we could talk it out. If he, if he fucking, so, if it was so, obviously an accident, he's crying and he's like, "Oh, I'll fucking, I'll pay to fix everything," and then I'll How? just be like, "Hey, you owe me. Uh, maybe I get to hold on to this gun for the next couple of years, huh, bud?" What do you think? So, so, how did he, What did he say? Hold like, on, oh, I accidentally on. shot. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> All right. Are so, drugs involved? Like what, so what happened? For real. We got home. All right, I'll tell you guys. We got home and this guy this guy was and, and you know what? Here's the pretext. Him and his wife, they fucking fight all the time. They're they're, they're loud. They're fucking there's disturbance. And and we got we, we my brother and I were in, were gone for the whole weekend. We weren't there. We weren't here in our apartment. And we came home and he was waiting outside my apartment. And we walked by, and he was like, hey, guys, hey, I feel bad. I think I fucked up. We're like, oh, really? Yeah, what happened? I think I shot a bullet into your apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you weren't there. All right, well, that's good. No, thank God. Good Lord. If we were in the bathroom, we would have been killed. Wow. If Mike or I were in the bathroom, either shaving 
or pissing or shitting, a bullet would have would have killed one of one of us. And um, we were like, "Wow!" But but the pretext is we've we've heard them fighting, uh, fucking you know, fucking with each other, fighting you know, disturbances. We we knew they weren't stable. I'm I don't want to take anybody's guns. I'm not a fucking gun grabber. I'm not into that. But you know, we 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 can't. We were gone the whole week, and we came back, and it was scary, dude. So, yeah. so you know, honestly, I I'd probably just move away. I know that sounds like a a bitch way to handle it, but I would just probably move away. I think you can take his gun. You're not asking the state to take his gun. You take his gun, but like, you don't get to have this anymore. Yeah, like you, 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 you almost killed this, me, man. You, you shot. You could have killed me or my brother. So, so, so you, you don't guys belong. Know? This doesn't belong in there. But I wonder, like, how the fuck you you know just waving guns around and oops. Yeah, he's got it. He's got to give you guys. I told you about my father. My father was a, my father was a tough guy. He had guns. He grew up in Whitey yeah. Bulger's Boston. Millions of people yeah, have he played hockey. I know. He's shooting awesome. their neighbors. My, guy, my guy was tough, dude. I, I don't want to take anyone's guns. I don't want to fuck with anybody. But this guy, hey, aggress- he aggressed. He aggressed. Hey, what did he say happened? All right. So he was like, "Oh man." <laughs> I don't know what happened. I just pulled my fucking rifle out. I was fucking with it. I was watching fucking Shooter, the Mark Wahlberg <laughs> movie. No, I'm, guys, I'm serious. This is in the police report. <laughs> That's a great it's movie, the, by the way. It's a really good movie, Infowars.com. And he said, I'm watching I watched Shooter. And, and, and Clint, this is the first time I've been alive for, uh, at this point, almost 35 years that I ever called the police. What did the cops do? The- I called the police. Did the cops ask I, if you want to press charges? I, I know the police here okay. in New Hampshire. Small town actually means something. Sure. And yeah. and people Did they ask you if you want to press charges. So the police showed up. They 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 knocked on my door, and they wanted to know what was going on, what was happening. And um, I said, I don't want to press charges. I just want to tell you what happened. I want to tell you what the what happened to me. Right. You know, like what 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 came into here and. He's like, yeah, and he, you know, he he he, he went and interviewed the guy next. He took his gun. The, <laughs> the, the, well, the cop interviewed him, and he well, well, first of all, let me tell you, he came in here and he looked at, he looked at the trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. And I showed him the shattered mirror in my bathroom, and then and then through a door jam, and then the bullet ended up three feet from my brother's bed, in my brother's bedroom. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So so you didn't press charges and they no. didn't take the dude's gun? No, Eric, no, no. Just tell them what happened. You're, you're, you got to just tell them what happened. So. All right. I didn't press charges. I said, do what you're going to do. So they took his fucking guns and, and you know, he has to deal with the courts to get his gun back. But it's like nothing that my brother and I did. And we're not gun grabbers. We're not fucking... No. You didn't do anything did wrong, wrong, man. You I didn't saw. do anything. I, did, I didn't do anything wrong. But so, so I'm libertarian. Other than leaving his kids alive, that was a mistake. <laughs> this is YouTube. You can't even joke about that. Really? No. Oh, damn it! it but look, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, cuck, I'm not a cuck with guns, man. My fucking my my dad had guns. My uncles had guns. Those guys were tough. But like, I don't I don't want to take anybody's guns. But this mother this fucking cunt shot into my apartment. <laughs> Yeah, I get yeah, it. Dude, that, that, that you're, you're, good, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Don't worry. You're good. You're on the right well, side. I mean, my recourse, I already told you what I would have done, man. I, I can't say it again without getting us banned. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Yeah. Well, the, the response is not firing back. I know. I know. No, what you did is what you should have done. Yeah. You didn't know the cop was going to take his gun or not, but someone that irresponsible should not have any kind of weapon. It shouldn't even have a fucking butter knife. Like somebody that stupid, I was watching shooter hold my AR loaded AR 15 with the safety off and I ended up shooting in my neighbor's house. Like, dude, that you could have killed your own kid. Like, you don't, this does not belong here. Or your wife, who you hate. That's what- <laughs> the whole thing is like, I know they're not home. I want to shoot a bullet into there. That's the point. That I accidentally do this, and next one's going to be my wife. You know, like, that's, the, that's the whole point I made. I don't want to. Are, there, are these redheads? <laughs> no, they're gone. They're gone. Thank God. They're gone. Are they Zionists? Oh, yeah. Are they Zionists? Or Infowars.com. <laughs> All right, guys, we're we're over two hours, so we'll do. Dude, our- one of the Jackmans could have been shot by a crazy neighbor because he's all watching a fucking movie with his gun. Like, could have been. Dude, that's just a Darwin Award. Eric, Eric, give us a give us a an Alex Jones, uh, all right, an okay. Alex Jones impersonation about gun rights, and then give us your plugs, and then we'll just go around and end folks, the show. having Clinton from Liberty Lockdown tonight was a fucking absolute honor, folks. We are we 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 are coming up on two and a half hours. We are holding the elites feet to the fire, folks. We don't want to focus on fracture and division in the Libertarian Party. We want to focus on liberty, folks, okay? I don't care how many beans you've eaten. I don't care how much fucking the New World is. Fuck with you. Infowars.com. Ryan Dawson is out in Japan, okay, folks? He's out there right now doing his thing, and we're doing our best. We're bringing liberty to the masses. Some fucking asshole shot into my apartment. I don't want to grab any guns. Infowars.com. It was the chat right, comms. Give, give, give us your plugs, Eric. Where can people follow you? Jackman Radio on all social media. Um, it, crit, critical discussion, like just just being able to like have different trains of thought is unbelievable. And I think we're one of the only fucking things that are doing this. So uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, subscribe. Come say hi to me, uh, Jackman Radio. Senator Jackman on Instagram. Sounds good. I am at Liberty Lockpot on Twitter, Liberty Lockdown on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, everywhere else. Uh, make sure you subscribe. I am blizzowing up, and I really appreciate you guys having me on. The Four Horsemen is uh, must see TV. So I, Woo! I to get to sit here, uh, you know, front row for it to just die laughing was tremendous. Thank you very much. And uh, Clinton and I did an interview that was not we couldn't go on YouTube. But it's on his like audio podcast. Yeah, audio podcast, and it's also on Odyssey as well. If you want to check it out. Oh, it's on Odyssey. There you go. Yeah, I would do a YouTube video saying, "Here's a video that like five different topics we were not allowed to talk about. Go watch it on Odyssey. Yeah, we'll drive people over there. I'm not allowed on social media, but I have a website, <laughs> ancreport.com. It's like anti neocon. I always, I don't know if you've ever seen this green thing I wear on my wrist all the time. It says anti neocons on there. Yeah. But ancreport.com, and I have a Telegram group as well, and I'll send the link to read. But I tell you what, man, before you go in there, take a deep breath. (laughs) Be warned. It's rough. (laughs) I also have a website, too. It's libertylockdownpodcast.com if you guys want to get other links there. We make 4chan look mild. (laughs) 
All right, guys, I'm going to end the stream before we get banned. Thank you, ever for everyone, for watching. Thank you, everyone, for the super chats. I think I got to every question that was asked. Some were just money thrown in. Uh, a lot of Ryan Dawson fans on the stream. Thanks for coming over. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the channel, please do so. And we will catch you next time.